Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM 97.3.
26 minutes past the hour. The daughters of Glorious Jesus with a confession of faith, a beautiful way, a powerful way, a defiant way to start your morning in a time of economic challenge, in a time of labor unrest, in a time where many are reeling from books that will not balance. Economics of the Ghanaian pocket. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed daily. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And this is the emphasis of the song. While we look not at the things which are seen, but are the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This is Second Corinthians 4 verse 16 to the end. And this is what the daughters are saying. So don't keep your eye on only that which is visible. Like your bank account or how much food you have in the house. Or the pending school fees. Also look at things like faith, like the grace of God, like resilience, like hope. They are not things which are tangible, but they are also real. Oh yes. And it's the same for your company. Sometimes you look at the inflows and you're like, Charlie, what's happening? Sales, what are you doing? <laughs> you look at things which are not yet seen. More business is coming. More clients are coming. More doors are opening. We may not see, but we believe. He says, through faith we understand that the worlds were made by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Things which are seen. That building was just an imagination in somebody's heart. And the architect did the design, the engineers did the structural works, and eventually the contractor led a team to make it reality. But it did not start on the ground, it started in somebody's mind. So things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. That's why you can't take all your evidence from just what is seen. Learn to dream, learn to believe, learn to hope. Business Sense brought to you by ADB. Call us on 0244-284-197. Let's talk about your payday plus. Once your salary is routed through us, we are willing to help you with up to 80% of your next net monthly salary. There's no interest on repayment during the first 30 days. Money hits your account the same day. ADB truly are Greek and more. The news by views where we start off from. We have quite a number of headlines to run through on the show this morning. And it's brought to you by Total. The latest addition to the Total engine oil family. It's called the Quartz 9000 Future Zero W20. Specially conditioned and developed for the latest generation engine. Delivers excellent engine protection and cleanliness. Increases your oil change interval and reduces your fuel consumption. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement now. And don't forget to call us at Fidelity to update your record with your Ghana card details. 
knowing that a world of convenient banking awaits you. Call 0800-003355. Whether it's withdrawals, payments, or deposits, or transactions, you can go online to fidelitybank.com.gh. Use the Fidelity mobile app to conveniently update your records. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. So we'll get into a newspaper review this morning. Six thirty-three. Lots of interesting things happening. The British Prime Minister is facing a very terrible mutiny, <laughs> and it's amazing. As many as the last time I checked, as many as thirty-eight of his people, whether. Uh, ministers or junior ministers as they call them or secretaries it's just unbelievable they want him to go he doesn't want to leave Some of the headlines from the, the British papers are very interesting indeed in terms of Boris Johnson's Bye bye Boris <laughs> Boris Johnson's travails. Bye bye Boris. You know, it's amazing. All kinds of almost forty of his people have uh, left him. He just the, fired my Kugov this morning, didn't he? He's fired everybody. He fired him yesterday, he's fired everybody. <laughs> There's a couple of papers I'll just start with the British headlines. So just just interesting developments. So basically the, the they call it party gate. That was the beginning, and then also um, appointing somebody who had a, a record, a known record of abuse. The eye says Boris Johnson defies cabinet snakes to cling on to number ten. 
That's the eye. And then if you go to the BBC, they say PM clings on as Lewis becomes the latest to resign. And then the other headlines, UK Prime Minister fights on despite support collapsing. I'm wondering when a day will come when 38 of the president's appointees will say we've resigned, leave office, and they'll debate it in parliament and tell him to his face. You know, oh. I mean, that, uh, uh, we haven't reached that. Level. The system they run yes, allows, allows it. If you go to The Guardian, Boris Johnson, UK Prime Minister clings on a mid cabinet standoff and dozens of resignations. And then they are now profiling those who will take over. So essentially, what you see is the fruit of the system. Mm. So the kind of system you have determines. And I thought this is really exemplary. Some of the letters written by the ministers as to why they resigned. Oh, yeah. Remember of course, some of them should have resigned much, much earlier. earlier yeah. But it's, it's quite interesting. So that's the lead story in most... In fact, the Financial Times actually leads with that as well. So it's a, it's a, big, it's a, big, it's a big day for Britain, whether they would push him off or whether he will cling on for another two years. So he's days. clinging on. You don't think he'll go? Uh, eventually, but at the moment, he's proving to be very stubborn. Ah, okay. What are the Ghanaian papers saying? Well, on the front page of the Daily Graphic, improving tourism sector, $10 million SMEs grants launched in right. of the president uh, and Pierre-Franc Laporte, your good friend, World Bank country director, okay. sitting there. Ghana IMF begin talks on enhanced domestic program, mm-hmm. Zambia mining delegation to learn from Ghana. Mm-hmm. And the AG, very important thing, the AG empowers RTI Commission to prosecute offenders. All right. Okay, the Ghanaian Times says President launches $10 million grant initiative mm. for SMEs in tourism, hospitality, and creative arts. All right. Country's interest is priority in IMF deal. That's according to Kojo Nkrumah. Mm-hmm. Government takes custody of first batch of textbooks from appointed time printing for distribution to schools. All right. And Supreme Court affirms judgment in favor of Odenehu Kwafwa Koto. Third plus on the back page, President unveils first batch of Metro Mass buses. Mm. Mm. Half chiefs cry out for infrastructure. Front page of the Anchor newspaper this morning: massive reshuffle looms. A Greek minister, gender, finance, and others to go. Mm. Still question. Mm. Bad roads put Botiano MP in trouble. Mm. Residents vow to uproot him. Okay. If uh, the textbook story is here. Mm. Bishop Herman is in the news again. Students cry for toilet facilities. And that's a B. It's apparently leading the MPP cherries. All right. Okay. The Chronicle says World Bank defends Ghana. Mm. Says global challenges cause of economic crisis. Mm. Zambians in Ghana to study how mining sector operates. India Medical Association honors Dr. Ubu. And 45 new buses for Metro Mass Transit. Plus, John Boedu, 3 billion CDs to bribe delegates. Oh. Haba. Hmm. That's all on the front page. <laughs> front page of the Daybreak newspaper, Defense Ministry shops for Atashe's debts as ejection looms. And uh, Dominic Nitiwo is on the mm. front page of the paper. Uh, the Metro Mass Commissioning story is here. Education Minister also impressed with books delivery timing. The books are three years late. What is the mm. impressed with? I'm even surprised. <laughs> the new crusading guy says, Occupy Ghana mounts pressure on Auditor General to enforce disallowance and surcharge powers. Fantastic. Finance Minister comments, uh, uh, sorry, Education Minister, sorry, comments appointed time printing for producing 50% of textbooks for basic schools. Mm-hmm. And government exhibits transparency in IMF deal. That's according to 
an MPP MP. All right. Finally, from me, Bernard, let me take you to the front page of the BNFT. Mm-hmm. Government commits to building a self-reliant and sustaining economy. Mm-hmm. Comes with a photo of Ken Oforiata. Uh, the $10 million grant for tourism SMEs also makes it to the front page. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Kopnar Dufour says 18th IMF bailout. IMF bailout Time to break the vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the textbooks made it to the front page of every paper today. Right. <laughs> we came for headquarters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the business the finder. Business finder says ten million dollar grant to revamp tourism. Mm-hmm. President commissions or well, commissions forty five metro mass buses. Right. And we have faith in Ghana's economy. That's according to the world. Let me give you some headlines from online citynewsroom.com. We would not be bullied to call off strike. This is Carbonu. Uh, Meanwhile, Privileges Committee won't make any further attempt to reach Adjoa Safo, according to the ranking member, before because Adjoa Safo failed to appear before the committee. Ayukoto withdraws from MP chairmanship race, and Alan Chairman Ting hasn't resigned. He is still a minister. This is according to a confidant in his team. Mm. Now, in other stories, in Kranza Council of Churches, is calling for independent probe into police brutality. This in Kranza story is not going away. This morning, there were two st- news items in the CCM news about this. The churches have also joined the calls for resolution of that matter. And then this story from yesterday. I save 500 pounds a month working in the UK. I won't come back. Ghanaian <laughs> trading. That voice is trending really nicely. My job online is on, uh, leading with Dominic Nitewo talking about teachers. If government had the means, they would give it to you. Dominic Nitewo to striking teachers. Meanwhile, stop any attempt to shift blame to minority. Haruna Idrisu on IMF bailout. Meanwhile, government meeting with striking teachers ends inconclusively. And then there was a photo or a video of some cars left to rot in an NIA office. There's a story here that says, NIA sets record straight on cars left to rot in office. Star FM, take responsibility for government's economic crisis, minority to Akufuado. Meanwhile, Africa Education Watch is telling teacher unions, your 20% cola demand is unrealistic. Hmm. Who's telling? Africa Education <laughs> Watch. And then as angry Asante you threatened to demonstrate over Siame interchange. And uh, as a Sewa SHS student dies in fatal crash while returning from nightclub. The Ghana News Agency is leading with MPP chairmanship race. I equal to throws in the towel. Metro Mass oh! 45 new buses. Uh, it's from yesterday. I know, I know. Uh, 45 new buses for MMT. President launches $10 million tech tourism grant for SMEs. And then let's... Uh, I, I already took you on uh, abroad. The uh, Ghana report, we can't keep blaming government for floods and record it calls for attitudinal change. And then uh, let's get into the details now. Let's start with the teacher unions. Yes, that's a big story. Okay, let's go there then. Page 24 and 25, pages 24 and 25 of the Daily Graphic. Government teacher unions meeting ends in deadlock. Mm. A meeting called by the Ministry of Employment and Labor Relations in Accra yesterday to help resolve issues leading to a nationwide strike by teachers ended in a deadlock. Consequently, representatives of the Trade Union Congress and the four teacher unions said the strike would continue. Mm Mm-hmm. Participants came out of the meeting with disappointment written on their faces when journalists approached them to find out what had yep. transpired at the meeting. Mm. The strike continues and will be back for further meetings were some of their responses. Representing the government side with the Minister of Employment and Labor Relations, that's Ignatius Bafuewa, Minister of Education, Dr. Yao Sedutrum, mm-hmm. and representatives from the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission, the Ministry of Finance, and the Ghana Education Service. Now, the Deputy General Secretary of the TUC, Joshua Ansa, who addressed the media, said the meeting was basically about teachers' demand for cost-of-living allowance and that they would continue to engage the government to find an amicable solution to the matter. Meanwhile, the TUC was at the meeting or they spoke to our reporters and said 
if they don't get the cola, they will also join the strike. And the TUC is the largest group in terms of the 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 the, 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 the they call them the labor centers. So mm-hmm. the TUC was uh, the deputy secretary general was interviewed on City Breakfast yeah. this morning. He said he also yes, wants a bite of the cola. Yes, the cola nut must be shared equally. <laughs> Meanwhile, a couple of reactions here. If you go to my journal line, there's a story attributed to the defense minister. Mm, what's he saying? He says if government had the means, they would give you. Yeah. Now, don't forget, Duncan, who started as a teacher. Yes, yes. So yes, that's yes, his yes. background. He's pleaded with workers and worker unions to exercise patience with government as it negotiates with the IMF for a bailout. According to him, if government had the means to meet their demands, there will be no need for the ongoing strike action some of the unions uh, are on. Thus, he calls for cool health, cool health to prevail. You're speaking on PM Express. Then, if you go to um, one of our favorite people, Africa Education Watch, mm. um, he, they are also saying that the 20% is unrealistic. And uh, let me just read that story for you. Kofi Azari is looking for trouble for himself. Now, here's a story. It says, Africa Education Watch has said the 20% cost of living allowance uh, being demanded for by teacher unions is unrealistic. The think tank says, even though the demand is legitimate, considering the country's current economic situation, the teachers must meet the government halfway. How inflation is affecting food and goods, I believe 20% is legitimate. But if you look at the situation that the government finds itself to the extent that they have to go to the IMF, the teachers have to be circumspect with uh, with what we also want from the government. So basically, he's probably saying they should meet each other and give 10% or something. <sighs> so he says the, the demand is legitimate, but the 20% <coughs> is too high. Well, a bit of sunshine on the educational front. Yeah. And government takes custody of first batch of textbooks. Nice now, the first batch of science textbooks for basic schools... Uh, is ready, so it's the batch that is ready mm. for distribution across the country. Mm. The printing of these science books awarded to appointed time printing forms part of the government's decision to print all textbooks for the new curriculum locally. Mm-hmm. The contract for the other core subjects, including math, English, and social, let's call it social science, science social, science, social, social studies, studies, books were also awarded to other local people. Now they even companies. call it our world, our people. Mm. And they have within 120 days to deliver. So the education minister, he went to inspect the books and in all 300,000 of the science textbooks are to be received by the regional directors of education mm. for onward distribution. Alright. Yes, let me tell you about the IMF and Ghana yes. who have begun talks. We now know what it is we are looking for there. Give us the details. Yes. Maxo Akalari and Dombila mm-hmm. page 16 of the Daily Graphics says that uh, the government is seeking support from the IMF that can inject up to 3 billion Dollars mm-hmm. into the economy. Totally. The government is seeking the support of the fund to prosecute a three-year program mm-hmm. called the Enhanced Domestic Program. Mm-hmm. A team from the IMF led by its mission chief, Carlos Stradelovich, yesterday met with the government's team, which included the Minister of Finance, Ken Ofoyata, mm-hmm. and the Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison, in preliminary discussions meant to gather relevant data on the state of the economy to help inform the direction of the IMF support should take. A meeting between the IMF team and the vice president, mm-hmm. Dr. Mahmoud Baumi, is scheduled to take place today mm-hmm. as part of the data gathering process. Mm-hmm. As of yesterday, the team had not scheduled any meeting with the president. The sources said they, however, said meetings with the Ministry of Finance and the BOG would be daily. 
So okay. now when concluded, mm-hmm. Ghana could be eligible for a credit facility of up to $3 billion under the IMF's Extended Credit Facility, ECF, mm-hmm. and Extended Fund Facility, EFF. So either one of the Yes, two. the sources which were not authorized to speak on the issues said. Mm. The funds will be disbursed in tranches with each tranche conditioned on the meeting of agreed economic and policy targets by the government. The sources said the support will likely run for 36 months, during which the IMF will be expected to guide the government mm. to improve on the country's external sector, Reduce the debt to sustainable levels, narrow the fiscal deficit, regain and strengthen investor confidence, and institute institutional reforms to strengthen the economy. I think the biggest question about this bailout is whether the IMF will recommend what is called a debt restructuring. Mm. And maybe I'll explain the implications of that because we have both domestic and foreign debt. Mm. And if they recommend a restructuring of our debt and they don't... We don't manage it well. It could lead to all kinds of problems. Yeah. Well, the minority have also been speaking on this what matter. What are they saying? On page 24, they are saying, take responsibility mm. for economic woes. And the minority caucus in parliament has called on the president and the vice president to take full responsibility for the prevailing economic challenges facing the country. Mm-hmm. According to them, it was as a result of the reckless and irresponsible borrowing by the government as well as unjustified profligate expenditure mm-hmm. that had pushed the nation to request a bailout from the IMF. All right. Let's come to Nathan. Right, if you go to the Chronicle, 45 new buses for MMT. Nice one. That's on page 9. And mm. yesterday, the president commissioned 45 new buses for use by the Metro Mass Transit Limited. The 45 was the first batch of uh, 100 new buses procured for the company. Mm-hmm. Now, the president said the purchase was aimed at providing uh, the opportunity for the company to boost the capacity of the country's public transport system. Mm. And he underscored the role of efficient transportation to the growth and development of the country's economy. Two important stories. Ajoa Safo failed to show up at the Privileges Committee. The committee says they will no- make no further attempt to reach her. So, Ricketts Hagan, who is the ranking member on that committee, spoke to newsmen after the committee finished its work. Now, Adria Safu is the MP for Domukwabinya. She failed to join proceedings after several failed attempts. According to the ranking member, the committee will submit its reports on the latest development for the Speaker to act. And according to him, they exhausted all options and they're not here from her. Now, before you read the reshuffle story, City News has a story here. Alan Chamati has not resigned. He's still mm-hmm. a minister. This is from one of his confidants. Reliable sources close to the trade minister have vehemently denied viral media reports suggesting that the seasoned politician has resigned from his position. In what became a viral social media post, the uh, report had it that Alan Chamati had stepped down from his position as minister of trade for personal reasons yet to be disclosed. A source close to the minister, however, rubbish such reports insisting that the minister is still at post. Very much upon Kumankuma, a confidant of the minister, watered down the purported resignation. Okay, if you go yeah, no, but there's a, a reshuffle okay, story that the, I don't know if it's true. This is the second time I'm seeing this yes. this week. Somebody sent me a supposed reshuffle list. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to the anchor on page yeah. three, yeah. and the photo they have chosen is Dr. Huzefri Akutu wearing his Wellington boots. And not looking very happy. Yeah, that picture. <laughs> that picture is yeah. very famous picture. It says intense pressure is mounting on the president to shake up his government after almost six years of no serious ministerial reshuffle. Mm-hmm. Although the president is yet to respond to the calls, the anchor is picking up signals that the much anticipated shake up is about to happen after negotiations with the IMF are over. Sources within the seat of government have hinted this paper that, but for the ongoing talks with the IMF, mm-hmm. certain key cabinet ministers would have known their fate. Top on the list. Food and Agric Minister, Dr. Uswa Kutefriye, who is desperately leasing his boots to contest the MPP presidential primary, a move which is not allowing him to pay much attention uh, but to Wellington his job. Boots, can you lace it? <laughs> because if you are showing the man wearing Wellington boots, <laughs> no, no, and he no, says he's no, lacing, no, you can't lace no, a Wellington no, boot. No, 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 no. <laughs> there we go. 
Yeah, should I continue the list? Oh, yes. So, Ajoa Safo is in there. Then it says that the name of absentee minister for gender, exactly. children, and social protection, Sarah Ajoa Safo, has been out of the jurisdiction for a year, has also come up. Kenneth Ferrati's name has come up. Interestingly, the likes of the finance, food, and agri trade and industry, communications, and digitalization ministers described as Mugabe's have uh, all remained unchanged almost six years into the Ekufuado administration. We hear. <laughs> so, some other news on page mm-hmm. five of the Chronicle. Prisoners get reprieve. All right. Feeding rates to be increased from one. CD80 to 5 CDs. Hmm. Now, the feeding rate for prison inmates is expected to see an increase from 1 CD80 pesos to 5 CDs to ensure the right to hmm. adequate food and nutrition. That's according to the Minister of Interior, Ambrose Derry. Right. He said the call for the increments had preceded the current government's coming into power. However, the ministry and the Ghana Prison Service were yet to receive approval from the finance ministry. Uh-huh. Now, he said so on Parliament. I'm looking at in something Parliament on the TV. I'm not happy. You know, it, it is this Sunday, all right? And Saturday. So, Saturday. And they are talking to the people. Uh, I mean, people want to get sheep. And the sheep look so lean, eh? They're not the usual type. Chale, the, the sheep, no. They, are, they haven't eaten, like, for weeks. <laughs> and they are selling between two and 3,000 cities. Hey! Yes! The, the sheep, like, the, the sheep themselves, they need, they need uh, food. <laughs> they need Before they can out. become food. Food. <laughs> Are you serious? Now, the NIA has dismissed the assertion circulating on social media that some Ghana cats have been left to rot at the Sotom office. In a statement, mm-hmm. the authority explained that the said cats are 2D barcode cards which were printed between 2008 and 2014 but were never issued to Ghanaians. According to the NIA, the abandoned cars have been audited and were waiting destruction. So, this, uh-huh. some people sent me a video of this and the NIA sent a statement to clarify that it's what? not re- it's not cards and this statement was signed by Dr. Abdul Ghani who okay. is the head of communication well Occupy Ghana uh, they are in the new crusading guide uh-huh. and they've uh, they are mounting pressure on the Auditor General to enforce his powers of disallowance and surcharge mm-hmm. now in a letter dated <coughs> sorry July 1 this year addressed mm-hmm. to the Attorney General and Minister of Justice mm-hmm. Occupy Ghana demanded confirmation of receipt of any disallowance and surcharge certificate issued mm-hmm. by the Auditor General the group argued that he had earlier written to the Attorney General on the same matter and had not received a response there was also a story about was it special prosecution or something. Mm. Well, we'll get to that. Soon. This Biheko story is really yes. Let's get into Biheko. Still on the anchor. Something needs to be done. Yes, mm. the anchor has some really good stories. So we, you know, we tried to help Biheko. I think a month and a half ago. Yeah, but Bernard, this is what really is bad. On? This is the story by Seraphine Newmedi. Mm-hmm. She says that students of Bishop Herman College in Pandu Municipality of the Volta Region have appealed to the government and other relevant authorities to provide them with better toilet facilities and portable water. Mm-hmm. Um, According to some forms used to who spoke to GBC News, hmm. they have resorted to defecating in the open since they oh. gained admission into the school due to the bad nature oh. of the of listen to this of the only two toilet facilities in the school. Popularly called Biheko, oh. with a student population of over two thousand, the school currently has only a twenty seater toilet facility and two latrines that are all in bad condition, forcing most of the students to rather defecate in the open. How many students do they have? Two thousand. Let me finish. Oh. This notwithstanding, oh, oh, oh. a ten seater toilet facility which was started about four years ago has also been abandoned for reasons best known to the authorities. Ah. Some of the students who have been defecating in the open for nearly three years now. We need. are in the wilderness. They are plight with GBC. No, 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 no. Now he says, listen to one student. Just sometimes we even see snakes in the bush, so we feel insecure. Now, a form three student. No, 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 no. But calm down. You listen. I want to read more. I'm listening. A form three student, Anuma Prince Charles. Hey, Charlie, the name is nice. Anuma. Anuma Prince Charles also lamented bitterly about the struggles they usually get through. Goes through to have access to water. Quote, in this house, particularly Bishop Lord Donu's house, or house seven, 
we normally struggle to get water. Sometimes for more than a week, it's more than a week before they pump water into our booster. Sometimes for a whole semester, we don't get water and we have to go to the top house to fetch water. And even the water at the top house is not clean. It's metallic water, which is somehow brown. And even that one, you have to go and stand in a queue. Sometimes we don't get water to wash our clothes and sometimes we don't even get drinking water. We want the government to help us fix our problems. Oh, what? Tell it. And this has been ongoing for over a month. And the photos are here. Better take a look at the photos of the bishop of the vehicle toilets. Look. Oh, Charlie! This is supposed to be one of the so, best secondary schools in the country. Yes. What's happening there? And you know their main house as well needs renovation. Oh, Charlie! Charlie, old boys, Charlie, wake up! All right, all right. Charlie, because Samaria free. If nothing at all, Samaria free. Do a temporary. Samaria free. Ah, ah, to go to SHS to be doing wilderness. Your boys are going <laughs> into the bush. Hey. Ah. It's not, not fair. Sammy. Ah. Sammy Rafi. Well, I'll list all the vehicle people. It's Larry Pat. I want to see the heralds from There are plenty. There are plenty in the system. Larry, let me see your front page. There are plenty in the system. Let me take you international. Better yes. Better do, take Charlie, so many. Uh, if you go to the Financial Times, Johnson sacks Gove, even as allies tell him the game is up. Mm-hmm. And they are saying power seeps away from Prime Minister. And they've even profiled his replacement runners and riders. So that's a, a headline for you. And then, then in Nigeria, Bernard, Nigeria. Oh my God. 440 prison inmates escape this after is just, a suspected Boko Haram raid. This is just two days after, a, 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 what do you call it, um, an advanced yes. party of the president's team was attacked by armed bandits hmm. in broad daylight. <laughs> and the election is next year. So what are the details of that one? Well, according to the story, around 440 inmates are on their run after a suspected raid by Islamist Boko Haram militants on a prison in Nigeria's capital, Abuja, last Tuesday night. The raid and a separate ambush on an advanced convoy of Nigerian President Mahmoud Buhari, who was not present, heading to his hometown mm. in the northern state of Katsina, highlights Nigeria's ongoing security challenges, especially in northern regions where armed insurgents and gangs are God, you know, West Africa is troubling. I, I I don't even think the president of Ghana should have handed over the Ecomas chairmanship. To the one he handed over to. Yeah, because the Guinea Bissau. Guinea Bissau. You know, you need, you know, West Africa, look look at the Sahel it's region. True. West Africa's insecurity is high. Ghana and Nigeria and Cote d'Ivoire are like the three biggest, and maybe Senegal. Mm, yeah. Nigeria has an election. Buhari is on his way out. Yeah, insecurity there. Yes, and so Guinea Bissau, that country is under the raid of all kinds of people. The control, don't say yeah, so. I don't know how the president of Guinea Bissau is going to rally ECOWAS to bring security. You know, add, add, you, the you need that, add the fact that they have a narco problem. That's, that's my point. About. That's what we are talking so about. Why can't if, okay, if, if a Ghana president can do it, then give it to Senegal or give it to give it Cote d'Ivoire. Someone do some credit. Yeah. And all of these things happening in West Africa. If Nigeria goes down. Everybody goes with them. Uh, we should be very, very, so we should very, be very concerned about, about this, this situation. Yeah. It's very serious. Yes, you know they should Ta- get their act Ta- together. By Bihaku. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. City Business News coming up next, brought to you by MTN. There are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTN Momo that are not affected by the e-levy, like transferring money between your personal account, cash in and cash out at agent points, buying airtime or data, bill payment, receiving remittance from abroad, paying taxes, fees and charges on the government platform, and agent-to-agent merchant transfers. 
We've reduced subscriber to subscriber charges by 25%. And if you make any transaction of 1,000 CDs and above, you're likely to pay 7.5 CDs for your charge. Remember, your first 100 CD transfer for the day is free. So keep enjoying MTN Momo. News also brought to you by Goyle and Enterprise Life. Vivian Kailoko is here with the news. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. We start with the IMF because officials from the fund will today meet Finance Minister Ken Ofriata and some key officials of the ministry as the fund officially begins work on the bailout program for Ghana. The IMF team will today examine government's fiscal situation with a keen eye on expenditure and other projections for the year 2022. For instance, the team will look at the public sector wage bill, negotiations and reforms in the government payroll. The team will also examine grants Ghana has received so far in the year 2022 and what they have been used for. Internally generated funds from January this year to date will also be examined. The team will also look at expenditure on cocoa sector transfers since 2017. Meanwhile, the country director of the World Bank Pierre Laporte has charged the government to take advantage of the current global economic crisis to take strategic steps to help grow Ghana's tourism sector and the general economy in the medium to long term. We have more in this report. Tourism is an important driver of economic growth in Ghana. According to data from the Oxford Business Group, travel and tourism contributed 5.9% to Ghana's GDP in 2019 with revenue of 3.7 billion US dollars. The effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, however, caused this figure to fall to 2.9% of Ghana's GDP in 2020 and 1.9 billion US dollars in revenue. In terms of jobs, the tourism sector accounted for 514,800 jobs in 2020, or 4.2% of total employment. This figure was down 30.7% from the 742,500 individuals employed in the sector in 2019, underscoring the severity of the impact that the COVID-19 pandemic had on the sector. However, the sector's performance is expected to recover in the short to medium term as travel restrictions have been eased while the drive for nationwide vaccination continues. Speaking about the future of the sector and steps that need to be taken to enhance its fortunes, country director of the World Bank, Pierre Laporte, at the launch of the Tourism SME Grants under the Ghana Tourism Development Project, noted that players in the sector need to show demonstrable progress to keep support for the sector coming in. In this period of global economic crisis, it is the right time to take calculated and strategic steps to review and grow our economies. Indeed, it is the time for development partners to show good faith with struggling economies. The World Bank Group stands resolute and prepared to go the long haul with countries like Ghana. And I urge players within the tourism value chain to reciprocate this gesture from the bank toward the tourism development project by ensuring demonstrable results at the end of the day. This will be the only motivating factor that will keep the project going. Country Director of the World Bank, Pierre Laporte, ended that report. To some other stories, the Ghana Hotels Association says the high cost of hotel services are due to the economic situation here in Ghana. This comes on the back of a recent revelation by the association that some international tourists are due to these circumstances compelled to spend up to 60% of their budget on hotel accommodation. This report has more. The launch forms part of government's efforts at supporting SMEs to recover from the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and help create... 
We apologize for that wrong insert. Let's move on to some other stories. In addition to the impact imposed by the global pandemic, the pharmaceutical supply chains are now facing another setback due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Local pharmaceutical giant Intravenous Infusions PLC has lamented the effect of the war on the supply of raw materials and the production of its infusions. Our board chairman of the company, Isaac Osei, speaking to City Business News, noted that his outfit was doing its best to solve the supply problem, but stressed on the need for the government to support this. The COVID-19 Ukraine war, you see, it's, it's affected us adversely in, uh, to the extent that the supply chain uh, is affected. You know, it's, it's impacted in such a way that you do not get the products at the time, your raw materials at the time that you need the products. So, Definitely, it will affect us. Anything which makes us lose time, you know, is not cost-effective for us. So we have to start looking at other ways, finding other supplies, alternative suppliers, and all that. And we are working on it. And you know, you know, when you are shipping uh, stuff from the Far East and even from Europe, now um, international transportation is a different uh, issue. It's very, very uh, high. But we have tried to maintain prices because we want to serve the Ghanaian public. You know, we are a Ghanaian company, you know, and I'm sure with all the support that we are getting, uh, we'll still do better. We are not going anywhere. Our money, too, is not going anywhere. Our money will be here. So we think the government should be giving us all the support that, that we need. Board Chairman of Intravenous Infusions, PLC, Isaac Osei. Now, the Ghana Chamber of Mines has bemoaned the decline in investments in exploration activities in Ghana. According to the Chamber, the decline is due to, among other things, high land holding costs, high tax expenditures and insecurity. The Chamber notes that exploration is critical in ensuring a steady stream of future mining projects that would guarantee continuous payments of fiscal revenue and other benefits to promote national development by mining companies. Speaking during a media briefing in Accra, the Chief Executive Officer of the Chimba, Suleimana Kone, urged the government to introduce policies to curb the trend. Even as you are mining, so you have an Anglo called Ashanti or Boise or a dual prim as they are mining, but they want to make sure that for the medium to long term, you are also reinvesting into make sh- making sure that you have that steady stream of future mining projects or all body to be able to, to, to actually mine. So for us, a major metric of the viability of your industry going forward is how much you actually see going into exploration. So if companies don't invest into exploration, they don't delineate the all body because like you say, there's a barrier. You have a lot of debts around the all body. Uh, stripping, you have to strip all the debts before you get the ore body, before you process the ore, and then you get your minerals. And it requires a lot of investment. So it's a major cost outlay. And that is why for us, exploration needs to be considered with a special eye. Because at the end of the day, that is what you know assures us that going forward we'll have a steady stream of mining uh, projects or mineral production. That was the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Mines, Suleimanu Kone. Let's now join Gideon Amwan Imoeniche of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds market. 
The date of unbonding disclosed Monday trading session higher, decreasing its year to date loss to 15.16%. Total trading volume for the session amounted to 171 million Ghana cities, driven mainly by trade in the July 2022 five year bond, which traded at an average indicative yield of 23.67%. The January 2025 six year and the May 2028 10 year bonds also contributed significantly to the day's trades with average indicative yields of 29.54% and 30.11% respectively. On the money market, the Ghanaian Treasury will offer 928 million Ghana cities across the 91-day to 364-day bills on Friday 8th July. At the last auction, the 91-day yield cleared at 25.88%, while the 22-day yield closed at 26.57%. The 364-day yield it's quoted at 27.43%. Gideon Amweniche of Data Bank. Well, that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News brought to you by MTN Girl and Enterprise Live, also powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Vivian Kailoko. Do have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Eleven minutes past seven on City Breakfast Show. We'll be taking a closer look at the effect of the strike on our students. Now the BC is fast approaching, so the strike couldn't have come at a worse time. We'll, we'll give you a quick overview of what's happening across the nation. And there was a story I missed today, and I, and I really apologize because this story, you know, this is one of the routes that all of us have been making noise about is the road that starts from Domi, goes through Ashomang, climbs the hill all the way through Comet Estates to Ashesi University and concludes at Kitase, which is very close to Ebri. The Daily Graphic has a story which I missed and I want to bring it to you. Story by Kesta Ibrahim Kuranchi. And this is really good news. If you're listening to me from Ashesi University today, Charlie, you should be happy. If you live in all those uh, communities up the hill, Comet Estates, what's the name of that estate? What's the name of that area? Uh, I forget the name of the place. But the government has awarded the Domikitasi Road Rehabilitation Project in the Greater Akka region on contract. Now, the 195 million CD project will cover 23 kilometers. And this is the route we did the Good Day uh, Cross country, so I, I know that road pretty well. Start from Domi Runabout in the Greater Accra region, end at Ketasi near Pedias in the Eastern region. Now it includes the construction of a 16.3 two-lane single carriageway with asphaltic concrete surfacing, the provision of 2.8 kilometer asphaltic concrete surfacing dual carriageway arterial with auxiliary lanes on both sides for drop-off and pickup, and the provision of a one kilometer two-lane single carriageway from Ashesi University also with asphaltic surfacing and concrete. The project which is scheduled for completion in 24 months is sponsored by the Kuwait Fund for Arab Economic Development and the government. Now at the signing ceremony in Accra yesterday, the Minister of Roads and Highways I call him Odisha Amwakwat 
Odi construction work would start at the end of July this month. He said the project would enhance the socio-economic activities of the people living in the catchment area and also facilitate trade and economic integration between the two regions. I agree with him 100%. It will also open up Ashesi University's economy. One of the best universities in the country will now have a proper route. Their staff will stop parking their car at ECG and taking the bus. <laughs> The minister expressed the confidence that the contractor First Sky Limited would deliver the project on time and with all competence and efficiency. We went through the entire procurement process and the best contractor emerged. I want to assure the company that the government will support our own to deliver this project. I like everything about this. And we know First Sky. First Sky is a good company. So Chief Executive of First Sky Oliver Aqua thanked the government for the confidence reposed in the company and gave assurance that they would deliver on the project. Well, we have an announcement. We will also deliver. We will be monitoring every step. <laughs> we will monitor everything you are doing. So, uh, congrats to the government on this one and congrats to First Sky. You have 24 months. We will be here monitoring. Don't misbehave. Make a your well, kickoff is next. is brought to us by uh, Lesheho. If you're a government worker or a private salaried worker uh, ready to go big with your passion, Lesheho has great news for you. Take a new loan between now and August. Receive a cashback reward. Apply for our competitive payroll loans and get rewarded really big. Visit appforms of Lesheho.com or call 0577-699-923. Lesheho, let's improve life. Well, today is Thursday. That means Nathan Kwao is in the hot seat for the sports. Yep, yes. yep, yep, yep. How? What's the big story? Well, Alexander Jiku is going to Hoffenheim. Charlie, our players yep, are yep, rising. Yep. Had his medical yesterday. We'll tell you more about that. Nigeria's Asisa Toshola out of the women's AFCON due to a knee injury. And the last four is set in Wimbledon as Nadal and Nikirios through to the semi-finals of that competition. <laughs> Let's start off with some transfer news and Ghana's Alexander Jiku underwent his medical yesterday um, ahead of the move to German Bundesliga side Hoffenheim from his current club Strasbourg. Now the two teams have been in talks since last Saturday over the player and they managed to agree a 7 million euro fee including bonuses uh, to cover the remaining year of Jiku's contract at Strasbourg. Now Jiku was in Germany last weekend for a tour of Hoffenheim's facility ahead of the move which is expected to be announced in coming days for Jiku. A Perhaps a great time for him. He helped Strasbourg finish sixth in the league, and he was also part of Ghana's team that went past Nigeria to make it to the 2022 World Cup to be played in Qatar later this year. So we'll keep you updated, and when that move becomes official, we'll let you know right here on this network. Let's move on to the Black Princesses. They are Ghana's women's under 20 team, and they are hoping to progress from the group stages in the upcoming Women's World Cup. And uh, Ghana will be in Group D. The tournament is in Costa Rica. They will take on the USA, Netherlands and Japan. In a very, very tough group, ahead of the competition, the Ghana Football Association has appointed Nora Hoptil as the technical director for the team. And she has been speaking about what she's expected to do and the expectations for the black princesses in Costa Rica. It's about framing the tactic, because when we play the best um, opponents in the World Cup, like USA, they're the best of the world, we need to know a bit what the demands of the game are. Expectations, um, they are always high, isn't it, in, in soccer? I think I have the experience from Switzerland, I coached five years there. 
under 19, played two European championships with them, so I know how tournaments are working. I think it's the big goal with Ghana uh, to survive the group stage. It's a tough group. We have um, USA, Netherlands and Japan, so there are three of the, of the best um, countries in, in women's soccer in. So it's a very, very difficult um, task we need to fulfill, um, but we are proud and full of passion um, to face them and to try to pass the group stage. Laura Hoptel speaking there. She's the technical director for the Black Princesses as they get ready for the Under-20 Women's World Cup that will be played in Costa Rica later this year. We stay women's football and the 2022 Women's Alcon is happening in Morocco. And uh, yesterday it was Zambia beating Tunisia by a goal to nail and Togo drawing 1-1 with Cameroon. Those are matters on the pitch. But off the pitch there were other very important stories coming out of that competition. Nigeria forward Asisa Toshola. She'll miss the rest of the competition with a knee injury. Uh, she suffered that uh, injury, which is a medial ligament injury. Um, as Nigeria lost 2-1 to South Africa on Monday. She got the injury very early in the game, but she played on for about another hour. And the scans revealed that she had torn her um, ligament and she'll be returning to Spain today. Nigeria faced Botswana in their second group game later today. We got to the camp of Zambia and their captain Barbara Banda has been ruled out of the competition after failing gender eligibility tests. Now, despite being allowed to play in last year's Olympic Games, the 22-year-old forward has failed to meet the criteria required by FIFA, whose gender rules um, uh, CAF has been referring to regarding the women's AFCON. Now, the Zambian FA um, has been telling reporters that all the players had to undergo this verification, but unfortunately, Barbara Banda could not meet that uh, threshold, and so she will not be playing the rest of the competition. We wait to see how Zambia will fare without their very potent uh, forward. To some other transfer news, and Man City forward Raheem Sterling has agreed personal terms with Chelsea. Now, he has one year left on his uh, contract at Man City. He had attracted interest from big clubs outside England, but it looks like it is Chelsea he will be uh, going to. City signed Sterling from Liverpool in 19... Uh, in a 49 million pound deal in 2015 he's gone on to score 131 goals in 339 matches and it looks like his time at the Etihad is coming to an end now should the deal be completed he'll be Chelsea's first major signing since Ted Bowley took over at the club and he's expected to join the club as they go on a preseason tour of the United States sometime next so we keep an eye on that particular move to see whether or not Raheem Sterling will cross and come to London to play for Chelsea. Talking about London, that's where the Wimbledon is happening and former champion Simona Halep, she made the last four after beating American Amanda Anisimova. 6-2-6-4 in an hour and three minutes. It was a very quick dispatch there. And Halep will take on Kazakhstan Elena uh, Rybakina who beat Australia's Alia Tomjanovic in their semi-final, in their quarter-final as well. In the men's draw, Nikirios, he got to his first Grand Slam semi-final after beating Chile's Christian Garin yesterday at Wimbledon he came through 6-4-6-3-7-6 to become the first Australian to reach the Wimbledon last four since 2005 he will take on Rafa Nadal in a very very exciting uh, semi-final on paper Rafa Nadal beat American Taylor Fritz in five sets he had to come back um, from a set down he had to deal with injury challenges and Nadal spoke after the game he talked about the injury he was carrying as he played the game and he spoke about how he found the energy to get past Taylor Fritz in yesterday's Wimbledon quarterfinal well, the body general fine. Uh, of course, in the abdominal, something is not going well. Not being honest, so uh, uh, yeah, I I had to find a way to serve a little bit different. Uh, yeah, for um, for a lot of moments, I was thinking uh, maybe I 
will not be able to finish the match. But uh, I don't know. The court, the energy is something else. So, uh, yeah. Rafa Nadal, um, he's made it to the last four of the Wimbledon t Championships being played in England as we speak. Let's do some boxing. And British heavyweight boxer Anthony Joshua does not believe the experience he gained from fighting Alexander Yusek will be beneficial in their rematch. Now, that rematch is happening on the 20th of August in Saudi Arabia. And for Anthony Joshua, he'll be attempting to win back the belt he lost to Yusek. And he says people should expect a different um, bout, and he says he will be expecting a different version of Alexander uh, Usyk when they fight on the 20th of August. Uh, I could say that, but I didn't come out victorious last time. But 12 rounds in the in the bank is good. Good footage to watch. But every fight's different. Um, I love boxing. I watch boxing, but until you're in there in front of someone, no matter how many videos you've watched, no matter how many stare-downs you've had, no matter how many press conferences you've done, it's just completely different in the ring. So 12 rounds is good, don't get me wrong, but it's going to be completely different when, when that first bell rings, if I'm honest with you. So you can't take too much away from it. you just got to be in the moment. What happened then is in the past. I don't really live in the past. I'm just like present. So August 20th, I'll be present and I'll be looking forward to competing round by round. And if I follow my A, Bs and Cs, it should lead me to KO. Anthony Joshua speaking there. Let's hear from the defending champion, Alexander Yusik. He took the belts of Joshua and he says he has no expectations heading into the bout in Saudi Arabia on the 20th of August. Послухайте, я нічого не від кого не очікую, тому що це велика дурниця чогось чекати від людей. I'm not expecting anything from anyone because I think it's a bit stupid to expect someone from anything from people. Я розумію, що він буде інший. I do understand that uh, he's going to be different. Uh, so will I. Alexander Yusik speaking through his interpreter. We'll see how that bout plays out in Saudi Arabia on the 20th of August. It should be fun. Uh, part two of Anthony Joshua and Alexander Yusik for the heavyweight belts. They will be on the line. And that's our kickoff for this morning. Proudly brought to you by Lechego. My name is Nathan Kwa. Many, many thanks for listening. There's more sports on citysportonline.com. We have more sports news for you on radio and on TV. And our subsequent bulletins do have a fantastic day. Stay safe. Take care. And please keep listening to the City Breakfast Show. Trust the process. The biggest things often start small. No matter where you are now, the most important decision you will make today is knowing where you'll be tomorrow. All you have to do is take the next step. Believe in your journey and go with passion. Because when you go with passion, you go big. You explore the possibilities. You create the tomorrow of your dreams. So come along and let's go big with our passion. Apply for a loan now and power your ambitions. Get plugged in. Let's go big. Powered by Lesiejo. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Yeah, i
Send and receive money at zero transaction fees. Pay bills, buy airtime and data, transfer money in and out of your bank accounts, and so much more with Ghana Pay. Dial star 707 hash to register for Ghana Pay or download the Ghana Pay app from the Play Store or App Store. Ghana Pay, your money, your way. This service is powered by Gibbs. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant This is City 97.3. The, the, the City Breakfast Show. Yeah, so, hip, 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 hooray, 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 hooray,
coming through on the show today happy birthday to Gilbert Okusaki for quantity surveyor at SNIC Theodora Aqua is wishing you all the good things you wish for yourself and beyond Gilbert Okusaki quantity surveyor of SNIC then I please wish my dear father and my amazing wife, Mr. J.K. Agbele and Mrs. Georgina Agbele, who are both celebrating their special days today. Kindly tell them Wafa Ima Jr. of Opemsuo Radio and the entire family love them so much and plead for God's mercy to add more age to theirs. So happy birthday to Mr. J.K. Agbele and Mrs. Georgina Agbele from your son and husband respectively. Happy birthday to Eileen Akpenek, family, wife of my youth. Thank you for making our lives colorful. We're blessed to have you. May you see your dreams come true. Coming from your husband, Stanley Selassie, family, and the children, Beraka, Buela, and Bonita. <laughs> Charlie. Some people name their children like they are playing drum beat. <laughs> Beraka, Buela, and Bonita. Happy birthday to my second born, Nyamiyama. Of the New Hope School, Latibiokoshi and Lighthouse Kodesh, who turned seven today, and his auntie, Lady Pastor Eileen Akpenek family of Jumia, Ghana, and the Makarios Church headquarters. May the heavens continue to smile on you and grant you her desires. Did I see the daily guy today? No. This is coming from Charles Techibuedu. That's what happened to, what happened to today's daily guy. I like the name he gave his son. I like the name Nyamiyama. I like the name. Nice name. Let me congratulate wishes to Ochiame Safu Senior. All right. Ochiame Safu. All right. Uh, happy birthday to you. Uh, you keep uh, the Prepel students uh, union, the small boys side together. It mm. does really, really outstanding work. So, uh, Happy birthday. Today is also Magdalene Tekulanyo's birthday. Oh, Magdalene, how yes. are you? I want uh, to also... That's uh, her birthday. The later birthday wish to Magdalene, where Pia Williams. Yesterday was Yesterday birthday. was such a tumultuous yeah. day for me. I couldn't wish a happy birthday. Magdalene, happy birthday to you. Today is Anas Arimeyao Anas. <laughs> Anas' birthday. Can he be surprised on his birthday? I wonder. <laughs> Anas Arimeyao Anas. Happy birthday to you, bro. This is a longish one 
Today is our 15th wedding anniversary. My wife, Jibodi, has been such a wonderful partner. She's ever enduring and tolerant. She symbolizes the light and clarity that has characterized our unity in the past 15, de- 15 years. My dear Jill, it doesn't matter how many times I tell you I love you, you you've earned the right to hear that ad nauseum. May our love grow more and more and may the period ahead of us bring more joy good health and a lot of excitement from your husband Raymond Okrofu Raymond I, I used to work with Safisana this is a company that converts Bola to power yeah. Yeah. I'm happy today you are? I'm happy because they are doing the Ashesi Road finally yes and it starts it? oh it's a uh, first sky but it starts from uh, Domi so it's a 23 kilometer road is that the Kitasi Road yes it starts from Domi and Kitasi and uh, I like, I'm happy because it's... Um, finally, finally. I tell you, Charlie. Finally, finally. Look, I went to do... I've been going to Ashesi for a long time. We went to 2014 to do an event. They spoke to us. They said we should beg. And it's not just the university. You see, if, if you look on that road from Domi, you go through uh, Kwabenya, right? And then you go to Ashoman, and then you climb the hill to... Um, why do I keep forgetting the name of this place? Uh... What's the name of this place? Brekusu. Mm-hmm. Brekusu. That's the name, Brekusu. Then you get into Ashesi, and then you now descend to Kitasi. Or you, you climb up to Kitasi. Yeah. Uh, it's an important route. Now, I just want to do a couple of quick, quick an- analysis. Uh-huh. So, the economy of that whole area has changed. Yes. You know, I when we went to do the, 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 the cross-country, yeah. look, that area, that road needs to be fixed. Yeah. There are so many people it who a no-brainer. It's, it's such an important. And what has happened is that apart from the Comet Estate, which was one of the first pools, so when you mm-hmm. climb up the hill from mm-hmm. Ashoman Estate to Comet, that whole area has developed. Mm. Then the university has a whole economy. Yes. So there are hostel facilities, hairdressing, the Alcada boys, the whole place has changed. Yeah. And then you go to Kitasi, which then takes you to the Brigading yes, site. Yes. I think it's a very important connection between the Eastern region. And the greater Greater region. region, And um, it goes to buttress the point that our universities are centers of development. The last time I traveled to the Volta region as well, when I got to Central University, Central University has sort of pulled a lot of things around it. So once you have a university, a mini economy develops. Now, if you go to the Western world, there are are a lot of university towns. towns. So Central University has done a lot for the Dowena Pram Pram mutual area. Including traffic. well, but it, it, if if there wasn't economic activity, there'll be no traffic. No, including traffic. Okay, so what I'm saying is, I'm just I'm going to do an agama lizard this morning. Agama lizard is very I'll simple. Step on your tail. We have um, a number of private universities that have the potential to transform lives in multiple ways. Yes. Okay, so the government cannot, on its own, supply tertiary education facilities. For the teeming number of young people we have. Certainly. If you look at our population bulge and you look at the number of people who are now getting access to education, yeah. there's no way Tech, Legon, Cape Coast, Winneba, UMAT, UDS, and the technical universities can accommodate the number of eligible people who have to mm-hmm. get a tertiary education if they so qualify. Yeah. Now, if you go to the, through the list of private universities... They are struggling financially yeah. because a university is not the kind of investment that you can do and make a profit immediately. Mm. You are employing lecturers, 
you are em- employing researchers. You have to set up laboratories. You need uh, staff to man the place. Mm-hmm. And then you are training and accommodating students in the thousands, some of whom you have to provide water, electricity. A university is a very big endeavor. Mm-hmm. So if you have Ashesi University, Central University, Methodist University, Presbyterian University, EP University, Webster. Catholic University, Webster University, GTUC. These are providing an essential social service, mm-hmm. even though they are private. So my, my first point to the government is that see them as allies and not as competitors. They are meeting an important role or they are, they are, they are, they are filling an important gap in the country's development. My argument is that if 90% of your citizens are university educated, you can solve your problems much better. That is not to blame the problems on uneducated people. But the more you educate people, the easier it is to lead them. So private universities should not be seen as, oh, these people are just looking for money. I can understand why the private universities charge the fees they charge because if the public universities had their way, they would charge the same fees. That's why the public universities are doing this fee-paying thing. Now, I'm going this long-winded route to just say, if you look at the fact that, number one, they are helping to fill an important gap the public investors cannot fill. Number two, because of their location, they are bringing a lot of business and economies to life. The last time I used the UPSA road, I was born in Medina. I know IPS. IPS was a dump. Nobody, it was a small place. There were not that many. Now, if you look at the economy of Medina New Road, mm. Uh, there's a place called New Road. When you get, when, when you, when you go to, when, in the past, when you are taking a Trotsky to Medina, you are either taking Old Road or New Road. Old Road takes you through the Zongo Junction and then you get to, um, Taxi Rank. But New Road takes you to Rolling Circle. IPS is probably the single most important development in Medina in the past 10 years. Hostels, filling stations, businesses. Now, about two of the companies we advertise, mm-hmm. they are near UPSA. It's just incredible. Yeah. So private universities and should be supported because their multiplier effect is much more. Mm-hmm. So why am I going with all of this? Why does the scholarship secretariat spend millions of Ghana cities to sponsor Ghanaians to go and study abroad and by so doing, supporting the economies of wealthy universities in the UK and the US? When that same amount of money can revive our private universities in Ghana? At master's level? Yes. They even give undergrad scholarships. Scholarship secretariat gives undergrad scholarships. Oh? To some people. But mostly master's level. Last week, I was at the University of Ghana. This was the day of the celebration of African scientific renaissance. Over 90% of the scholarships for master's degree and PhD in University of Ghana are from foreign donors. Mm-hmm. And I say, we are a developing country. We are asking people to come and help us. Ford Foundation, these people, Japanese grants, Dad. all these grants. And for some of the master's courses, they are doing 15 scholarships, 20, PhD, 5, 10, 20. Imagine if the scholarship secretariat said, from now, all the money we have, apart from maybe one or two study areas where we don't have the universities here, mm-hmm. We are going to divide that money among our top private universities to do master's programs. Imagine what it will mean. If you sponsor 20 master's students for Central, 20 for Ashesi, 
20 for Pentecost, 20 for Methodist, 20 for Catholic, 20 for EP. Do you know what that means for the economy? And once they have master students trained, they can then teach. A lot of these guys we put on scholarship secretariat. When they go, they don't come back. Some of them will go and do PhD and go and work as cleaners or whatever. Until recently. You get me? So, I just want to appeal to the scholarship secretariat, Ministry of Education, get fund, Clementa Park. Change some of the policies. Okay, let me use parliament. Clementa Park and who are the, uh, the, the education guys in the parliamentary? I want you guys to discuss the possibility of a private member's bill to change the mandate of the scholarship secretariat from what I consider currently a wrong-headed policy. If they spend that money on our universities, if they increase the quota of scholarships for people doing masters at Legon, at Tech, at Cape Coast, and all these other people, and bring the private universities in, I think it will be money much better spent. Don't forget, the, the money they use for that scholarship secretariat is from the Get Fund. And the Get Fund is our taxes. So why do you use our taxes to support other universities abroad when our universities don't have the, the, scholarship, the, the, the sponsorship? You know, I don't want to make it like a, a, an attack, but I feel the education committee in parliament can take the lead. Yeah. They should invite the scholarship secretariat. They should audit them. They should ask the scholarship secretariat by the powers of parliament to give you the list of what they've sponsored and come and justify why those people deserve those scholarships in those countries. And then they should invite the private universities to come together and come up with programs. Even if you give, you, you, are, you work with scientists, you, work, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. If you give, if you give Central University 20 master's scholarships, do you know what that means for the university? Professor Popolampu will thank you. You even uh, go and give a testimony in church. <laughs> the universities are suffering. Mm. You know, and if you look at the number of people who are going to write WASI this year, it's almost half a million. What's, the, capac What's the capacity of our investors? And we don't create enough opportunities. So these guys, they leave SSS and they are home. They don't have work to do. The more you train them, the more access you give them to technical education, the better employable they become. So I even think TVET, COTVET and things should demand some of the scholarship secretariat money. The GMPC money is The GMPC scholarships no. Because that one is big. When I went to the when I went to Legon, I, I took a photo of the people who were sponsoring some of their programs. Okay. I saw Fair that enough. interesting thing I saw. Talo. And listen to this. Yes. Ten years ago, Talo used to sponsor Ghanaians to go and study in the UK. Now, Talo is sponsoring them to study at Legon and Tech. Think about that. Talo is a British company. They decided that they will stop using their money to sponsor students. So, Philip Ashon was on Talo scholarship. Mm. He went to UK. He's, he's back. A lot of that money is now in Ghana. They are sponsoring Legon and Tech undergrad and masters. Now, if Talo has the sense to change their policy, to sponsor Ghanaian universities. Why should GMPC be using this money to sponsor people to go abroad? You see the, you see, you see the, the mindset. Talo is a British company. They are sponsoring master students and undergrad students in Legon to study in Ghana and stay here. The UGMPC, you, know, you are sponsoring people to go abroad and then they won't come back. And then you say you don't have money, so I have to come and help you. No. No, you know. So I beg. You see, there are little, little things you can do that can reduce the pressure on your foreign currency. If you put together the amount of money we pay in dollars and pounds for scholarships abroad and you convert it, it's a lot of money. So I really, and if I look at what UP, UPSA has become, Joshua be God bless him. I mean, when you go to UPSA, Charlie, it used to be some bushel. Me, I was in Prisec. 
It was next to our school farm. The only time when there was when we are studying in the night and we don't want to sleep. So final maybe like the final three weeks of exam, form threes are really studying. They had these sheds. And then they had some nice rice celery. So you go and buy the rice, rice eat, and, and then you go and study with the man. They were on bush. When you go to UPSA now, oh yeah. I mean and we are spending money sending people to go and study at Middlesex University. Some of the British universities they don't have any filler. <laughs> so Godfrey, please add your voice. Add, add your voice to this, this is my issue. What else no, add, add your voice to this my issue. Add your voice. Well, certainly, I add your voice to it because I, you work with researchers. You know yes, what I'm talking I do. About. I know. I know. I know exactly what you're talking about and how some of these things would help them uh, expand what they do, improve capacity, because then the universities can reinvest in some of the faculties because for some of the private universities they are not growing the way they want to grow because of the lack of the funding mm-hmm. because the case that is made against most of them is that well you don't have the requisite expertise mm-hmm. okay so you don't have faculties that are at a certain level you don't conduct research at a certain level mm-hmm. and so we cannot bring cannot you support you we cannot support you because of course we have to support things in a certain direction mm. but if they also don't get the, the money to come. How will they develop that? How will they develop? Because then they can't attract the best of lecturers. They can't attract the best of researchers. Mm-hmm. They can't conduct the best of researchers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the case you've made, I think it's a fair case. The scholarship mm-hmm. committee needs to sit down, take a look at its policy and say that, okay, going forward, mm-hmm. we think that we should spend maybe, we should start with a quota, maybe yeah. 50% or 60% mm-hmm. go to XYZ University, looking at specific courses yeah. and specific universities, because I, I also think that the quality side matters. We cannot just throw money okay. because we want to throw money. GMPC is, is telling important. me that now they they do Ghanaian universities too. What's the quota? What's the percentage? So maybe that's what they need to do now. Maybe what they should do is to no, re- they should further reduce the foreign quota because I have a list of the sponsors. So when I went to the Legon place, I took mm. a photo. Yeah. These are the Give it to me. Talo. Okay, yes. Talo. Yes, go, go to the breakdown for me. Uh-huh. I took a photo of the the people sponsoring master's programs yes. at Legon. So, so, you have Talo. How many uh, undergrad? Uh, 43 undergrads mm-hmm. and uh, 18 masters. Very good. And then... That's Talo. 43 undergrad, yes. 18 masters. And then BSU, mm-hmm. which is Building Stronger Universities, mm-hmm. sponsoring 16 PhDs. 16 PhDs? Yes. Mm-hmm. Tropical Disease Research. Uh, that's with the Very important. World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21 masters and PhDs. Fantastic. Yes, the Commonwealth Scholarships 3. Oh, Commonwealth Scholarship. <laughs> if they want, they should increase the number. African Regional International Staff Students Exchange 2, mm-hmm. that's Arise 2, mm-hmm. 9 masters, 4 PhDs. Not bad. And then Fox International Fellowship in connection with Yale, mm-hmm. that's 6 PhDs. Uh, Bromcamp Foundation Scholarship for Economic Management Program, uh, two masters. Yes. So imagine uh, how many how, how Ghana scholarship secretariat? How many? Oh, let me it's, see. It's on that list. Oh, Aloski, you need a new camera. I took a number of photos. Scroll through the pictures. I took a lot of photos. They had a division of how much money they got and things. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but have you noticed that most of these are foreign? Yes, external grant awards. For mm-hmm. instance, if you look at the distribution by colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something about the total amount spent. I think 1.6 million or something. We, we'll get that information. Yes, but yes. but what we are saying is that G, GMPC fine. I'm not even picking on GMPC. Oh, I'm no, just no, saying, GMPC. I know you sponsor people. 
increase the the local quota. Yes. But my issue is scholarship secretariat yeah. using get fund money. Mm-hmm. The, the British are already taking our nurses. They are taking our doctors. They are throwing money at them too. Now our scholarships too, they are taking no. And they can't pay now because the economy is high. Think about it though. We train the people and then you take them to go and work for you. And then the ones we have here, we are even sacrificing them to go there. No. We have to. And you see, the investors can't talk because Charlie, if you go and talk politics, vice chancellor, they say you are doing politics. So we beg. The, the, if, for example, there should be a target, I think the, the Minister of Education have a target to say, He's going to increase the number of master's students from Ghanaian universities by X percent. That's a proper target. So, okay, when I became Minister of Education, we had only 200 master's degrees or something, whatever. And this is in the science, social science. Do you understand? These are like we're talking about tropical medicine and research, not like just MBA. Yeah. You see, MBA, you can look for your own money and pay. MP. So I'm not saying MBA. We're talking about like scholarship for things like Tropical medicine research, you know, and we are talking about all these infectious disease issues. We are talking about environmental sustainability. Mm-hmm. The things that we need, tech, building road and research institute, mm-hmm. looking for how to use Atakbami buildings. You get me? A new fertilizer. Like, let's solve our problems. Research into rice cultivation. Uh, these guys, like Professor Canton, what's the name of his people? CSIR. You know, so please, and Ghanaian private sector. Please sponsor master's degree research and PhD research. I'm telling you, Charlie, look, go for it. <laughs> some of, look, I, some of my friends who are doing PhD, me, I left Legon in 2004. Some of them, Charlie, they go, they go do master's two years, three years. Charlie, like eight years before you finish in PhD. So far, so far, so, some of it is money. He has to do that thing, look for money. Passa. You know, so only few are able to stick through. If we increase our research quota by even 2%, mm-hmm. a lot of the problems we can't solve, we'll find a way of solving them. You know, because the knowledge is there. So I'm begging private Ghanaian banks, hmm, increase your scholarship quota for our investors. They make a lot of money. Eh, we beg you. <laughs> give them and do an hour, do master's degree too. Because see, do you know why master's is important? When you do master's, the university has more teachers. Yes. Then those teachers can teach the undergrads. Then the class size will be smaller. smaller yeah. So the master's and PhD research is very crucial. It's not just undergrad. Mm. The master's and PhD research, because that's the, the university's absorptive capacity is based on the faculty. Mm-hmm. So the more PhD guys they have, the more they can break down the classes. So why should one teacher be teaching 200 students? If you have two or three teachers, it reduces. So we are begging you. Okay, we are begging you. Please, if you want to give a scholarship to let us know so we can link you. It's important. With Enterprise Life, it's possible to live your best life. Ladies, enjoy a cover for the lifestyle with Bloom, a life insurance for today's woman. Families, let's safeguard your well-being with our family income security plan because family matters. And you live freely with our funeral finance plan unlimited with no restrictions or limits as you cover your loved ones and yourself. Call 0307-084-444. Enterprise your advantage. This year we celebrate the 70th anniversary of Nizam's longest running nameplate, the all-conquering Nizam Patrol. It has remained one of the world's most loved and respected SUVs, having earned its reputation in the scorching heat of deserts, rugged mountain slopes, and modern city streets. To celebrate our milestone, Japan Motors is offering amazing freebies on every Nissan Patrol you buy. Get a 12-month service plan, fuel vouchers, MacBook Air, 
or iPhone 13 Pro while cruising in the best SUV ever. Call 0244338393 or visit our showrooms nationwide for test drive. Promo valid till August, middle of August. And having a generator is no longer a luxury. It's a must-have. It's an insurance cover for homes, offices, factories, hospitals, supermarkets, hotels, and more. You need backup for your operations. Don't leave it to the hands of anybody. With over 28 years experience, G&J Technical Services is a 100% indigenous company. We've introduced a new dynamism and thinking into the standby power industry in Ghana. Contact us on 0244-170-212 or 0202-222218. Locate G&J on the Kolebu Motri Road and Atasukwa, Babayara Stadium Road near Kumasi City Mall. Zenith Bank just made linking your Ghana card details to your Zenith Bank account easy. Visit zenithbank.com.gh or our Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn or Twitter pages. Link your card to your account or visit any of our branches near you. An email and SMS with the link has also been sent to your to your account or to your email. Link your Ghana card to Zenith Bank today. Zenith Bank in your best interest. on Twitter uh-huh. comments on Twitter so mm. Senor Ivo says good morning Bernadine guys mm. I agree I might spend local scholarships but let's fix the curriculum and orient it more mm-hmm. towards the needs of industry and society mm. that way we achieve a multiplier effect that's coming you know when people say this thing, Professor Adamisa said something last week he said this thing about graduates are not fit for industry he doesn't understand it because he used, he used me as an example he said you, what did you study at Legon I studied economics where are you working now I'm working at CTFM so his argument is that the university is supposed to help you to think. Then the industry must retrain you. Retrain you. So this idea that, oh, the universities are not producing, yeah. he doesn't agree. He's basically saying, teach the person how to think and apply himself. And when you employ the person, retrain the person. And I think it made sense. Okay. So this idea that we are not training them for employability and things, it's overstretched. Right. There's a sense in which it's true, but it's overstretched, honestly. Um, Robert is not very happy. Mm. He says Bernard says private sector should sponsor research. Ben pa. But why shouldn't they? Would they? Rather sponsor. They should. They should. They've just been cynical. They should. They should. Yeah. Let me take you to WhatsApp. They uh, should. They should. This one says fantastic idea, Bernard. But could you believe some of the scholarships are being sold? A mm. friend paid about fifty k to get a scholarship to study in the UK. Ah, if you pay 50k to study in the UK, find an alternative. Ah. <laughs> find an alternative. Wow. Good morning, Bernard. What you're saying is true and a good way to improve our educational sector. Mm. If you want to know how a serious country is, research and development is always part of its budget. Our leaders know this, but won't do it. Yeah, mm. yeah. From every mm-hmm. sense, this one through. All right. And. Uh, good morning, man. I'm surprised mm-hmm. you guys don't know why our politicians have a habitat for everything for him because that's where they can get more of the cut. Jones Adoboy from La. Well, some, some people just don't say there's a scholarship economy. Yeah. But there is. There is. So, uh-huh. Another one coming more. in. Uh, Sir, I forget about Valley View University. No, but we've mentioned. No, I was talking. I was talking from my heart, so I didn't remember. Forgive me. So, like there are places s- to be mentioned. Send me the list of private universities. But Valley View is actually the first. Private university, university in yeah. Ghana. Yes, the first private university in Ghana. Okay. 
Uh, are you sure Ghana government will pay their investors outright just as they do for the investors abroad? Mm-hmm. The government only has intense to support businesses, but in practice, do not help local businesses or school development. Harry from Spintex. Let's use our resources to solve our problems. Imagine if we didn't have Central University or UPSA. Where would we be? Imagine if those universities didn't exist. I didn't know we had so many private universities. Eh? Where, which, which names have you seen? Charlie, let me just I don't know if some of them exist now. But okay, let me just do this. So, Ashesi, uh, Valley View, mm-hmm. Central, mm-hmm. Presbyterian University College. Abitifi. Yes, All Nations. Mm-hmm. Webster. All Nations, Kofredia. Yes, Kofredia. Webster, Accra. an amazing football park, I must say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Webster University, Ghana. Uh-huh. Academic City, which okay. you are ah, very familiar Academic with. City. Uh, uh, it's coming up. Kabenya. Yes, Pentecost University, mm-hmm. Ghana Tech University yes, College. GTUC. Yes, you have the Catholic University College. You have Regional Maritime ah, University. Down there in Accra. Lancaster. Lancaster and Accra. Regent. Regent and yes, Accra. Methodist. Methodist. You have Absoma. AUCC. AUCC. Islamic University. Yes. The Christian Service. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Yeah. Zenith. Plenty. CAF. CAF. Uh, Dominion. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know we had an Anglican University College of Technology. I didn't know that. I did not know either. I know we have CIBT. Yeah, then we have JE. JE is quite old. Yes. It's been around for a while. Yeah. Uh, we have Mount Crest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Ghana Baptist. Then we have EP. Do you know? Yes, EP. I don't know. EP, do you know what you could do? If you pick the number of students in this private university and put them together, that's a lot of people being educated. Mm. We have not even added University of Allied Health. We've not added investors of energy and natural resources, investors of sustainable development. And a lot of these investors are struggling yeah. for resources. Islamic investors. So many. Anyway, so it's time for tech and social media trends. And uh, Nathan, please tell me who's sponsoring this. Well, the segment is probably brought to you by Cow Bank. All right. Cow Bank is saying they've got a, a lot of digital solutions for you, and whatever you desire, they have a unique solution for you. Call them on 0800 500 500, chat to them online, or fire them an email, customercare at cowbank.net. Cow Bank forward together. Mm-hmm. And Vodafone, they are saying that after July 31, the same cars that have not been registered will only be, they will just be pieces of plastic with gold things on them. They won't hey, work. Hey. Please go and register the same card. Take your Ghana card and your GPS code to make the process quick and easy. Time for tech and social media trends. Daniel Cranting is here. Wow, he's back in time. <laughs> he went on my schedule yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you see how I'm daddy so far? If you can do it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was on the point of view yesterday. Talking football. Thank you so much. So, what's trending this morning? Um, you're talking about universities right now. Mm-hmm. Kia University SRC is in the trends. Um, Asemaba. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, six of the SRC executives, including the president, the vice, um, a couple of them, um, they were given 50,000 Ghana cities, allegedly, uh, for an educational visit, quote-unquote, to South Africa. But um, it looks like a done vacation. <laughs> <laughs> the students are not uh, happy about it. And then when they look at the pictures too, KNUST. Why? Um, they were given 50,000, okay, 50,000 Ghana cities for an educational visit to South Africa. Uh-huh. Okay. But um, it looks like it, it turned into a vacation because um, uh, they, yeah, were not doing anything. Yeah, they were not doing anything. Oh, no, 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 no. And in the pictures too, all the pictures that they've posted from the South African trip, they can't find the president and the vice in the pictures. But mm-hmm. apparently, um, <laughs> the books he was supposed to be on the trip. Mm. So um, they are calling for a parliamentary probe. They want answers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, also in the trends is uh, Yawano. Just this morning, he sprang up into the trends. He's a Ghana Premier League, uh, last season's Ghana Premier League top goal scorer. Um, he finished with 22 goals, joined up with um, 
Yeah, yeah, he equaled the Ismailado's long standing record. He's moved to Egyptian side Ismaili mm. reported two hundred thousand um dollars. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's trending alongside Ismaili. Um, also in the trends, uh, Inaki Williams is still in the trends. In mm-hmm, fact, yeah, mm-hmm. people are really excited about his inclusion in the Black Stars. Yeah, um, Wendy Shea mm-hmm. is also trending. Um, that's after yesterday, um, her Glitch Africa performance was released. And um, honestly, it's, it's, it's she really did well. Good. It's really, really yeah. good. Yeah. It's, it's really good for somebody who is not really known for her raw vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, people have spoken against the fact that people think she can't. She's not the best of performance, <laughs> live performance. But um, look, she she really really should. She put in the work. Yeah, it was mm. it was a very. Good she should performance. do more of that. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, in some tech news, Apple, mm-hmm. and they've announced a new security feature to protect high risk users from spyware and cyber attacks. Um, remember this week I told you that the British um, army, their YouTube and their yeah, was hacked. Yeah, it was hacked. So, um, Apple is putting things in place just to make sure that. Um, people are not uh, susceptible to see things like that. Uh, it's hmm. called lockdown mode. It will be available mm-hmm. in the next operating system, which will come out in September hmm. with the new iPhone. You create the problem and then you solve it. <laughs> this is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. education more on the show today bishop herman college what's going on it's been over a month since we broke that story i mean uh, i don't know but you have to seriously we have to do something about that you spoke to you. we interviewed the president of the old students that day and Charlie, they sounded Charlie. like they were putting two and two together Charlie. just some press stores and that was it it's the reason i deteriorated ah. that the school has only two tiafi <laughs> it's been a tough year but we at Kimo Home want to play our part in helping you complete your building project we're offering you 20% discount on all sanitary wear and kitchen sets from now till 20th July 
Locate Kimo Home Showroom on the Spintex Road near Manette Junction. Harry Wiles talks last. Call or WhatsApp 0244 or 0244-334-947. And beginning for July, all Peugeot and Citroen owners can visit any Silver Star Auto Workshop in Accra, Tema or Kumasi and enjoy free diagnosis of their vehicle and a 15% discount on spare parts and any delivery service or any service delivery. If you own a Peugeot or a Citroen vehicle, this is the news you've been waiting for. Promo ends July 29. Visit our Facebook and Instagram pages to book your slot. Silver Star Auto, your trusted partner. And if it's convenience you're looking for, Star Assurance offers that through our virtual assistant, Pukia. Gives you the ability to be anywhere and still buy or renew your motor insurance at any time. Home office, beach market, or anywhere in the country you can reach Pokua. Chat with her on 0242-436-160 or dial short code star 713 star 222 hash. Star Assurance, your solid partner. Alright, let me take you to, let me take you on a quick, um, journey across the country to give you a sense of the effect of the cola strike the cola <laughs> strike you know the cola there's a book we read called the biggest strike the biggest strike i think is is it amina tasau fal is that the name of the author but this is the cola strike so Fred Duho has a report. We also have a report from Aminu Fatih Ibrahim. We have a report from Alabira and then Desmond Selassie Ago. So throughout the country, secondary schools, busy schools are reeling from the effect of the strike action. When City News visited the Laboni Senior High School at about 11.20 on Wednesday morning, some students were seen loitering around while others were writing exams. The examination, according to a teacher, Seth Asase, is being supervised by the school's administration and not the teachers. You can see the campus is, um, is empty, but um, you realize that some students are upstairs over there, and they are the current Form 2s who just returned. Speak up for me. Uh, they are the current Form 2s who just returned to um, do the end of semester, first semester exam, and then continue with their second semester, um, uh, I mean, activities. So, as you can see over there, they are there writing the paper, but we don't know, as I sit here, I don't know who and who are doing the invigilation anyway. Because um, if you recall, GES released a circular that management should take over the school, and then and I believe that is what they are doing right now. According to him, their demand for the cost of living allowance is justified since the government has failed to heed to their concerns. I think it's justified because um, it's been um, some time now that teachers have been talking about this cost of living allowance. And they've sent messages to government here and there. But as we, we stand, nothing has hit the account of teachers and I think it's high time we, we, we sat down and then deliberate on some of these issues. It's not about teachers taking the money as I say, but at least just listen to them, listen to their, their give that respect to them and listen to them 
that one is even okay. Yes, but it looks as if governments have um, turned a deaf ear to some of these things. That's why something, um, this strike is ongoing right now. At the Osu Salem Presbyterian Boys School, students were seen outside the classroom. Why are you in school when your teachers are on strike? Me, I don't know myself, but this morning we came here, they told us uh, our teachers are on strike. So we, uh, our class prefer to make this mind that we'll sit in the class and we will learn. He will teach us what our teacher has been taught us, so we will be revising it in the classroom. And what do you make of the teacher's strike? <laughs> How is it affecting you? Please, it's affecting us many ways because next week we'll be writing mock and I'm a candidate too. So our teachers have to come and teach us because uh, any month coming we'll be writing our BEC. So it's affecting us many ways, especially the form tourists. Those are some of the students who uh, are here basically because their teachers are not present to teach them. And the fact that they've taken up the initiative uh, upon themselves to come here and then revise their notes. The entire school look empty. Uh, we have pupils on campus, but there are no teachers. And the students are only loitering around, uh, basically because of the ongoing strike. When are you going to write your BC? Um, I don't have an idea yet, but we're told within this year we write our BC. Yes. And we understand your teachers are on strike. Uh, can you tell us what has been happening from Monday till today? Um, um, from Monday, because of the rain, got, so we're not able to go to school. But today, due to the um, strike, they were come to just have a look at what we were coming to do so that whether if we're coming or not, so that they'll come. A teacher at the school. Josephine Apia explains the reason why some students have come to school but without the full complement of the teaching staff. This is a boarding combination with day school and so therefore the boarders are here and so we can't leave them like that so we came to school to teach them. Then yesterday because of the rain some came, some couldn't come and then today we are here. Some stay very far from the school so because of the rain we are about half. But then today we are, we are 11 in total and today we are 7. Because of the strike, they can't be coming and then doing nothing and then going, wasting transportations and stuff. So they have to be at home till they hear something. Whatever that goes on, if it's positive, it, 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 we benefit. And if it is negative, we benefit. So whatever the reason is that they are holding on this strike, we hope and wish that things become school for us. Academic work in various public pre-tertiary institutions in the Ashanti region has largely been ineffective due to the ongoing strike by teachers. At the Amonkwetia MA cluster of schools, for instance, although some teachers visited the schools early Wednesday morning, they went away before 8 a.m. and many of the pupils who had reported to school were left to their feet. The students were seen idling while others played football. Some of the basic school students who are bearing the brunt of the action are calling on the government to meet the demands of the striking teachers in order to ensure their return to the classrooms. But how is this affecting you, particularly the academic activities? It's very um, bad because, um, because they are not in the school. We are not able to learn. If, if we even gather ourselves to learn, they will like we are not the teachers to teach us to teach them so they will go away so what do you want to be done i want them 
president to solve these issues for once so that we can go ahead and study out for a better grade. The teachers are on strike and that is affecting us very seriously because we have very few months to go and write the BEC. But now we have no teachers here to come and teach us. But we need them to come and teach us. We think it will affect us very seriously because there are no teachers to come and teach us. But because of that, um, the academic, um, we think they have to come and teach us because we need them. We need them to come and teach us. The only teacher who was present during City News' visit to the school said he was only around to take advantage of the strike to prepare the students ahead of an upcoming inter-school football competition. We are coming to play for inter-school games and our circuit, we are to come and wait today, our children. So that is why I'm here. I'm here purposely for teaching, but I'm here purposely to train my children. The situation was similar in various basic schools and senior high schools the news team visited. At Kumase Anglican Senior High School, the situation was not different as students were seen loitering on campus as few teachers were spotted. As second-year students have begun writing their end-of-term examination, the school authorities have resorted to largely relying on national service persons to serve as invigilators to augment the efforts of few teachers who opt to support in invigilating the students. So you heard earlier Fred Ho's report from Accra and then Fatih Aminu Ibrahim's report from Kumasi. Uh, before we continue with the series of reports, news coming in from number 10 Downing Street. Is that the man with the mojo is no more the prime minister? Boris Johnson has resigned. Mojo lost his mojo. I tell you. So he was uh, <laughs> digging in last night. Says he wasn't going to resign, but after like tell it, almost forty people were him had resigned. Resignations. Forty. Yeah. We'll give you the details, but let's talk about Shell. Yep, now Shell is saluting the kings of the road, the taxi drivers, the Trotsky drivers, the truck and bus drivers. We greet all of you. Shell says you rise early, you get in late just to put food on the table and chase bigger dreams for yourselves and your family. That's why Shell's fuel save is designed to last longer and make your hustle more rewarding. Visit your nearest Shell station today. Join the Shell club and enjoy the fuel that takes care of your car so you can take care of yourself. Shell, go well. And of course, Shandonia. You work so hard, you make money, you want to get land, and now you have litigation, stress, wahala, and everything. Shandonia mm. says, "Please come to us. Mm-hmm. We'll sort it. We'll sort things out for you." Now it's a hundred-acre gated community uh, located at community twenty-four, five minutes drive from the Axel Toe point mm-hmm. of the Accra to motorway, and they have all the goodies: underground electrification. There's constant water, twenty-four-seven security, basketball, tennis court, children's pay- playground, all of that, mm-hmm. and they've got payment plans to cover three, six, eight, and twelve months as well. Their offices are the Doctor Koti Papa. Road Airport Res Old Ghana Airways Building, or you can contact them via phone 0302-765-436 or visit their website shandoniaproperties.com. We'll take you back across the country. This time we are going to the northern region, Nanumba North specifically. Our reporter Aminu Alabira has been visiting some of the schools to check out the effects of the strike. City News visited the Bimbila Sina High School in the Nanumba North Municipality to monitor the situation. 
students were seen around without tickets. Finally, year students who were supposed to start their mock exams on Tuesday say they do not know their fate because of the strike. Some of the students who spoke to City News appealed to government to quickly address the concerns of the teachers. We've started our mocks, which have even delayed our time a lot. We need to start our mocks, and then the next month we go through our past questions and then solve it all and write our wasi. But since to all this, our masters have gone to strike. We don't know what else to do. They have to guide us, and then we will learn. Also do whatever we want to do, then we come out with flying colors. Looking at things this morning, we were not thinking of going to dining self because we came and everything was locked at the kitchen. And yesterday we heard a lot of about a strike, and we started the mock yesterday, and we were supposed to write our English orals today. But because of the strike, due to the strike, we are not able to write the mock today because the orals were supposed to be written today. And the strike has changed everything. Every student is now working aimlessly in the school. Second year student who just reported to school also spoke to City News about the station. We just came uh, to school right now. We haven't done anything. While the teachers go, went to strike, we are just roaming around. We have nothing in doing. So it will affect us. So we need help from the government to help us so that the teachers will come back and we'll start continuing our academic studies. Students from Bimbila Town and other nearby communities have since left campus. But the challenge now is with those who came from places far from Bimbila. Some of our members who are closer to the town have run at home. So we, those who are staying here, staying here, are far. We are far from this town. That is why we are still here. Other than that, we too have even leave their school. The headmaster of the Bimbila Sina High School, Mr. Barhama Adam, tells City News the strike is negatively impacting teaching and learning in the school. He called on government to listen to the concerns of teachers for teaching and learning to continue. The strike is biting because if you look around, the teachers are not there. But we in management are around to ensure that things do not come to a crash. So we are pleading with government and other stakeholders to look into the demands of the teacher unions so that our students can come back to school and teaching and learning will continue. It is more biting for our school because the form trees are writing their mock. And this morning, a paper that was scheduled to be written has been called off because the teachers are not around to do the regulation. So we are pleading with the authorities and everybody to come on board to help solve the problem immediately because the WASI will soon be written. We are starting in August and there's no time at all. So that was uh, Mohammed Aminu Alabira reporting from the Nanumba North Municipality. That's Bimbila. 27 minutes past 8. We'll bring your money shortly. We'll go to the Volta region and the Bono region when we come back as we continue to scan the country for the effects of the strike. Meanwhile, the meeting between the government and teachers ended inconclusively. So that is uh, another story waiting to be told. The government met with teacher unions. The story says a meeting called by the Ministry of Employment and Labor Relations in Accra yesterday to help resolve issues leading to a nationwide strike by teachers ended in a deadlock. Consequently, reps of TUC and the four teacher unions said the strike would continue. 
Participants came out of the meeting with disappointment when journalists approached them to find out what had happened. The strike continues and we will be back for further meetings where some of their responses. Now, representing government was Employment and Labor Relations Deputy Minister, uh, Employment Minister in Glasgow's Bafuwa, Minister for Education Dr. Ayawase Duchum, reps from the Ministry of Finance and GES and the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission. Reps from the unions were NAT, NAGRAT, TEU and CCT as well as the TUC. So it looks like the government appealed to them to call off a strike whilst the issues were worked on and the teachers will have none of that. We'll tell you more about this, but it's 8.29 and it's time to look into your money, which is becoming more and more scarce. Somebody said I should warn you that uh, I'm a best car. No, 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 <laughs> that, please, there are more tips. There are more you. tips for yes. you. Yes. Essentially, we will still tell you how to save your money. This, this, this is a very practical. You listen to this one. This one is from Sophie Kinsella. Okay. Sophie Kinsella wrote the book titled "Confessions of a Shopaholic." Okay. Now, Let's says, listen to that. quote: mm-hmm. "I must ignore the shops. All right. I must practice frugality. Mm-hmm. Go straight home mm-hmm. and plot my expenditure graph. Thank you. If I need entertainment." I can watch some nice free television. That's all. And perhaps make some inexpensive nutritious soup. The TV that guy can, can put it off when it's the subscription based. So please. So essentially, all of what yes. Sophie Kinsella is saying is yes. just be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Look, just cut out the unnecessary expenses and you'll be fine. All Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
How are parents coping with the strike, the effect on the preparations of students for the BEC? The mock exams are due. Lots of interesting reports. Let's go to the Volta region now. Desmond Selassie Ago has been visiting some schools in the whole municipality. He went to the uh, Hopoji EP Basic School and came through with this report on the state of the school and the effects of the strike. Four teacher unions on Monday, July 4th, 2022, declared an indefinite nationwide strike over demands for payment of their cost of living allowance, COLA. The strike action, according to the unions, was necessitated by the government's failure to meet the June 30th deadline to pay the COLA. Despite the strike action, GES directed regional and district directors to keep busy schools open. When City News visited the Koji EP Busy School in Ho, Pupils were seen playing and loitering around the school premises, while others had gone home. Some of the students who spoke to City News say they have no option than to go home. They noted that academic activities are being affected and want the situation to be addressed quickly. We are going home because the teachers are on strike and the government are not paying them more. That's why we are going home. And it's, it is affecting our education by not learning our exams we are failing it's not good they say that they'll be going for sports tomorrow so we are all going home so that's why it's affecting our education and we are not learning in the school to just be playing talking do doing everything without a teacher we can we can't do anything we are going home because our teachers are on strike we don't have anything to learn they are not teaching us they say that the government are, are, are not paying them well, so they are going to strike. It's affecting our examination because we, we, we did not learn anything. Headmistress of Poji EP Basic School, Mary MFA Kofi, tells City News she has to ensure the safety of the pupils, hence her presence on the campus. I'm the head of the school. I came to supervise what is going on. I came and I met the pupils. Uh, the issue is that most of them are not from the surrounding area. Most of them are from far places. And taxis brought them. And they are, even if we close, they'll be waiting for the taxi drivers to come. So the best is for me to wait for them when it's time for the drivers to come. They go. And moreover, we are having reading festival uh, at Dume, EP Primary Day. So my, my school is also participating. So some of the teachers took their pupils there and they are doing their competition. Although today is not a Friday at the Koji EP Basic School here in Ho, students can be seen playing around and others also can be seen going home. This has been as a result of the teacher unions going on strike and the children say this is affecting their academics. All right, so that was the uh, report from Ho. Let's go to the eastern region. Neil Niamati Kanaku also visited some schools. And this is quite a bizarre story. Apparently, in that region, there's a task force to police the strike and to give teachers 20 lashes if they turn up to teach. I'm telling you, you should listen to this. I'm telling you. A visit by City News to some schools in the New Jabin municipality saw a number of schools closed down. Despite the directive by the Ghana Education Service for school has to ensure that facilities still remain open. The GES directed heads of basic schools not to shut down their facilities, but mobilize 
their management teams to ensure the safety and well-being of all students in schools as their teachers strike. Even though these heads were keen on going according to the directive, a task force assembled by the four striking teacher unions has forced some of the heads to temporarily close the schools down. Some teachers who spoke to City News off-camera about the negative impact of the strike wants government to step in and address their grievances without further delays. Actually, this strike is going to affect us very much because most of the pupils, when they, come, when they stay at home for some number of days, their recapture of what they have been taught previously is very difficult for them. So as we don't know when the strike is going to end, huh, I'm just wondering what we are going to face when we return from the strike. They said we should go on strike, yeah. But then uh, there's a task force going around making sure that teachers stay out of school. That's why we are not in school. There's a lot of work to be done before the term ends, which even if we don't come, it will be waiting for us. When we come back, we have to come and finish it up. So we are bothered. I think that the government should do whatever it has to do for us to come back. Final year students in some schools who were writing their mock exams came to school for their exams in their house attire under strict supervision from only the teachers in charge of the exams. According to the teachers, they are discreetly doing so to avoid the wrath of the tax force who have been empowered to subject teachers who flout the directives to 20 lashes each on camera to serve as a deterrent to other members of the four unions who would want to defy the directive. We've been told that there are some tax forces moving around. So when they come to the school and then they see you around, they will lash you. They'll give you 20 lashes. So because of that, all the teachers are afraid. So they've all stayed home to prevent them being lashed and then being captured on telly or whatever it is for their colleagues to laugh at them. Eastern region. Still on the City Breakfast Show, a quick tour around the country. We've so far been to the, of course, Greater Accra region where we started off from. We've gone to Kumasi in the Ashanti region. We've been to Bimbela in the northern region. We've been to Ho in the Volta region. We just brought you a report from the eastern region. Now let's go to the uh, Bono region. Atimpe Robert Asue is with Greener FM, which is our partner station on the university campus there. He also visited some basic schools in the Bono region and came through with this report. It's a little past 8 a.m. It's not time for break, but students in the Brahmahian Basic School are already out there playing football among themselves. In any other day, students who came to school were supposed to be engaged by their teachers at this time of the morning. Today, the narrative is quite different. Their teachers did not show up for school. They are demanding 20% of their basic salary as cost of living allowance from government. This 11-year-old class 4 pupil tells me he's going back to help his mother sell in the market. When you go home, what are you going to do? I'm going to help my mother to sell tomatoes and pepper. You're going to help your mother to sell tomatoes and pepper? He's not the only one going back home. I came across this GHS3 student who is also heading home from school. He and his colleagues are so concerned about their BEC exam. You see, the thing is that in Ghana, everything is like about money. So 
they should come, they should come and teach us because we are about to write BC. We are next, so they should come and teach us so that we can get good grades in our BC. Also tell me, um, you, you came to school yesterday yes. and today your teachers are saying they are on strike. Tell me, how is this strike by your teachers going to affect you? Oh, the strike is going to affect our academic performance because the teachers yeah. here are the people who are going to guide us in our performance. So when they are out of the school, it will affect us. These students may be expressing their frustrations. But their teachers are saying until government heed to their call and pay them their cost of living allowance, they are not going back to the classroom. It's a little past 10 a.m. here at the Presby Primary School here in Sunyani. And the place looks deserted. It looks empty. Not even a single student is around. Um, this particular classroom, there's a huge padlock that has been placed indicating that uh, no activity is ongoing here in this uh, particular classroom. This, I must say, is no different from the other schools that are visited here in the Sunyani municipality. That was a report from uh, the Greener FM's Atin P. Robert Asue from the Sunyani area. So the strike is definitely taking a toll, and the meeting was inconclusive. BEC is not too far off. What are we doing? And while we're talking about this uh, strike and its effects, I think we should talk a bit about Bishop Herman College. Indeed, there are a lot of schools with dilapidated infrastructure, but Bishop Herman being secondary school and some of the pictures, I really don't know what to do. The, the, if, if, the, if the report is accurate, then the conditions have worsened. Because the last time we did a report, we were told that the main house, that house, I think it was house two or something, the big house, which accommodated a lot of the students, uh, needed renovation and therefore they were mobilizing funds to, to repair the school. But then the, 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 the yeah. anchor is now reporting that there are only two proper sets of toilets in the school. Proper? Can you describe them as proper? I, I, I don't know. They have something. <laughs> should I go over the story? Yeah, I, I think we should talk about this. So, according to the students uh, who spoke to GBC, mm-hmm. so GBC did report earlier. Yes. They have resorted to defecating in the open since they gained admission into the school due to the bad nature of the only two toilet facilities in the school. So according to the students, the school which has a student population of over 2,000 currently has only a 20-seater toilet facility and two latrines that are all in bad conditions. Photos are here. On page two of the paper, all Bihaku students should go and buy some past students, forcing most <laughs> of the students to rather defecate in the open. Mm-hmm. This notwithstanding, a 10 seater toilet facility, which was started about four years ago, has also been abandoned for reasons best known to the authorities. 
some of the students who have been defecating in the open for nearly three years now shared their plight. Quote, the toilet facility is being built, but it's not yet completed. Since we came to Form 1, when we came to Form 1, they were building it, but they're not done yet. But there's a toilet facility at the top, which is very small for the student population. So we do it in the bush. We would like oh. government to come oh. to our aid. Government. True. You know, Bishop Herman is the school my father attended. Oh. So hey, hey, Alaski, open your checkbook. No, no, no. The thing, the thing is open only your checkbook. The, uh, my father was the head prefect of that school in 1960-something uh, or 19... Was he in Bishop Lodonu's house? I, I forget the you house. You don't have water. And my yeah, brother went cool. to Bishop Herman. Oh, which one? Carmen. Oh, Carmen. He went to Bishop Herman. Yeah, 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 Professor yeah, yeah, yeah. Ernest Dumo went to Bishop Emma. Yeah. Charlie, it's very, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big school. It's, it's, this, this is terrible. But some of the vehicle students are sending messages trying to defend some things. The, oh, they, what are they saying? There's a message which says that things, things are much better now. Go, go ah, so it's a paper line. Because our reporter went there, the of, that. it was in House One. That message. When the report we did, they, they said House One, they needed a renovation of House One. And so students were overcrowded and House One was a dead trap and all of that. But now this paper is saying that there are only two proper toilets in the school. Yeah. And the students are doing Will D. <laughs> Charlie, this is... This, Charlie, they Will D. They're going to the bush. Now, they, they say that when they go to the bush, they see snakes. They meet. <laughs> so they are feeling insecure. So they are not worried about going to the bush. It's the snake, the snake. Yeah, because as you are engaged you know, in you know. the activity, the snake is also watching you. <laughs> come by to checking something. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't be laughing. Yeah. But the, from now, Prince Charles, he, they, they said they should mention his name. Mm-hmm. He's called Anuma Prince Charles. <laughs> what did he do? He said they don't have water too. Oh, he God. is in Bishop Lodonu's house. Bishop, you know, Bishop Lodonu's house is one of the iconic... It's a legendary house. It's, eh? like, I, it's like Bishop Christie Sapon. These are legendary bishops in the Catholic annals. They should go and get them to remove their names from them. They are doing this to the house. So the guy in Bishop Lodonu's house... Yeah, Anuma Prince Charles... I love his name. Now, he says, in this house, particularly yes. Bishop Lodonu's house, <laughs> house, seven, house seven, we normally struggle to get water. Sometimes for more than a week, it's more than a week before they pump water into our booster. Sometimes for a whole semester, we don't get water. And we have to go to the top house to fetch water. And even the water at the top house is not clean. Oh God. It's metallic water, which is somehow brown. And even with that one, you have to go and stand in a queue. Oh, Lord. He continued, sometimes we don't bath before attending classes due to the unavailability of water. This is a whole health problem. Fred Avenue. <laughs> sometimes, Fred Avenue. <laughs> sometimes we don't get water to wash our things. Charles, let them go. You know them, pal. A thousand. Me, I know two pair. <laughs> I wear them and Samaria feet. I know. And Larry Dogby. I know over 100. And Larry. I know over 100. Charlie, draw your list. They should go and fix. They should build a toilet by no, the but, end of next week. was Bishop Herman not in the news a few months I'm, ago? That's what I'm telling you. That's that what we're saying. Yes. So, the, 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 the issue with Bishop Herman, we went to do a story there. Yes. And they went there. And the story one was of the buildings was falling apart. House one. The house biggest one, house yeah, was, was falling, falling apart. apart. And because the house was so big, they have to redistribute the students. So, they spoke to the head. And the, 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 I spoke to the head of the old boys and said they are working on it. They are, so that was the main problem. But now the uncle is saying that beyond that, open defecation too is becoming the order. Yeah, of but the school they are struggling. But I'm just doing a, a search, Charlie. Now, if you let me see, it's very on, on the set of me. And storm this, rip, and storm this, rip, and this rip, 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 rip
It's a new house. Ah, okay. So on the sixth of May, a storm ripped off the roofing of the giant block of the school. So this a story on my journal line says a storm has showed off sections of the roofing of the giant block of the Bishop Herman College. The dormitory station on the structure's first floor was ripped off by the Wednesday storm, worsening the school's infrastructure challenge. The giant block is one of the older structures on the Bishop Herman campus in Pando. It houses a library, a bookstore, and dormitories that can com- accommodate about 500 students. Unfortunately, the block that accommodates most students had its roof ripped off by a storm on Wednesday. Simon Maji. Listen. American Chamber of Commerce and Business. Such <laughs> a respectable citizen of Ghana. Says this is the second time in Please, eight months. Please, go back to the school and do something. But I'll mention something. Yes. This is the second time in eight months that the already dilapidated structure has had its roof, roof ripped off after being re-roofed. Yeah. Now, the headmaster of the school, Francis Dominic Kofi Kudolo, said the rainstorm lifted the entire roof mm. before ripping a section of it. While they were in school? Yes. Hey. Now, he also explained that the structure, which has suffered several defects, was awarded for rehabilitation. However, the contractor abandoned the project due to a lack, lack of, of funds. funds. You remember this? I remember the story. Now, after assessing the damage to the giant block, mm-hmm. Bando Municipal, Municipal Chief Executive Jeffrey Kojo Badasu mm-hmm. indicated the school seriously needs urgent intervention to put the structure in good shape. Charlie Biheku, no, this is, this, is, this is not fair. But just on the 5th of July... Mm-hmm. This is just t- yesterday. Well, actually, on the 9th of July... No, we are having, yeah, I'm just saying that mm-hmm. on the 9th of July, we are having the Bopu Games at the Medina Sports Complex. They should cancel that games. The Bopu. <laughs> Samir Afi will be participating. They are, they, are, they are having the Bishop Herman Old Boys Union Games. Yeah. So they say, the story says they that. They should take a bus and go to the school and go and support the school. At stake is the bragging rights of the fittest year group. Are you trying to provoke? Are you trying to provoke me? I'm reading a story. That's on the night. Today is the seventh. You are, you are, you are, you are just trying to provoke me. So Saturday, well, actually, they are trying to raise funds. The event yeah. is to mobilize funds but for the renovation of the giant block. Yeah. That's what they are trying but to this do. This is this was like an emergency situation. The toilet issue. Yeah. How much? That, don't they have within the old boys somebody who can do this like improved toilets, the quick ones? Yeah. Some. Mm. How much does it even cost to build a toilet? If this is true, if the no, but, but the photos are here, it's not like if this is true, they, they put photos plenty. I, mean, I have been I'm unless they are saying this, there are no photos of the toilet facilities. That, you know, I have a reporter in the voter region. I have two reporters in the voter region, yeah. so we ask them to go there again. But if this is true, then they should they should not do. It's not a routine fundraising for house one that they need. Yes. Now they need to go to the school with a contractor and p- build toilets immediately. Because both students or government, both of them. Because you can't have students doing it in the bush. This is Charlie. These are our future. These are the guys who are going to be running the economy. Yeah, <laughs> when I live in at the University of Ghana, sometimes behind the bush. It's your people. It's your people. It's not. It's your people. What is the bush behind? Oh, look how there was no bush there. It was come over the bush. They climb up to go to the bush. They don't have anything. These people climb up to the bush. These people do that. Behind the tennis court, they are there. It's your people. But 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 seriously, this is terrible. Um, this is really bad. Yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Larry Bevelulati. Oh, you are still at it. I, I said, Charlie, Bernard, somebody says this, are, this they, issue. They, relax, they relax. have illustrious citizens. Who? Bernard, somebody says this issue is not new. I went to Beherko in 2002 
mm. and there were only two toilets for over 2,000 students. Eh? One borehole for the whole school. So we used to bath twice a week. Are you serious? We are not part of the school that benefits from Get Fund. Oh, two, okay, if you say two toilets, explain. Like, one toilet facility. Two toilet facility have, for over 2,000. So one toilet facility has how many toilets? Now mm-hmm. <laughs> And then it says one borehole for the entire school. And they used to bath twice a week. Honorable Kofi Humado. Fifi Avikoti. Former Minister of Agri. Now they are sending pictures. So the people are hiding and sending us. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that? This is the house. Do you know that the majority chief whip? Do you know the majority chief whip? Frank, I know the went to Bishop Herman. Wow. I don't know to Bishop Herman. I'm telling you, I said the school, no. He should not tweet the whole day. It's terrible. I know the should not they tweet the whole day. They should organize an emergency alumni meeting today on social media, on WhatsApp. He should whip his own students in line. I don't pray. Even Tony Lita. Yeah, Lita. I'm telling you. I, I said, I have, oh. I have like, yeah, yeah, listen, I, I, my father <laughs> went to the school. Like, when you're attending all student meetings, I pray My brother went, and the school, they have, Justices of the plenty of people. Know. Said, you listen. Is it the judges? No, I don't want to call their name. Uh-huh. Somebody because said, I may appear before, appear before <laughs> them. Somebody said, Biheko is a training camp, not a secondary school. These things have been there. This is not good since 2006. No, so, what happened? Solar, solar, Yes. Oh, you're kidding. Solar went to Biheko. Marketing guru. Solar went to Biheko Man College. Sola was with me at Legon. Yeah, was, no, he's yeah, yeah, he's a Sola is a Bihekan. I'm, I am telling you. Hey. I am telling you. No, but then Can what you, is wrong? Boys are dropping more, Pictures. more names and more decisions, more calling out. Do you know why I'm making this noise? If this is the state of one of our top schools. Yes. Bishop Herman is veritably a top school. It's, 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 it's in that category one school. It's not even like a. It's a. It's a. It's not. It's a. No, it's a category one school. Ah, it's a category one school. Can I be saying it's not a category one? Oh, don't two mind school. him. What is he saying? He's trying. He's, don't mind him. He's trying to do. Again. <laughs> don't mind Caleb. Ah, uh, he's, he's not. He's not talking about. Bishop Herman is a category one school. Yes, it is. If this is true, Enkpando is not a village. No, not at all. Mando is probably one of the most urbanized parts of the Volta region. Kofi Asari is the uh, executive director of Africa Education Watch. Has he been to Bishop Emma? No, no, no. I'm calling, him, I'm calling him on the general strike issues. Ah. Because Africa Education Watch have done a lot of research. Kofi, our monitoring team... Uh, thanks for joining us, by the way. Good morning. Hi, Bernardo. Yes, our, mon- our monitoring team went to most of the schools and uh, the students are just idling. Some of the schools are trying to do mock... Uh, I'm sure you'll be monitoring as well. W- w- what is your assessment of the the potential effect of this strike on the BEC in particular, which is coming up in a few weeks? Yeah, I I, I think that it is the time of the strike um, is not the best for the calendar of the judiciary sector. Don't forget that um, COVID derailed um, the, the academic calendar. And we are now starting the academic calendar in January instead of September. Um, the meaning is that we are three months late and we need to realign or reset our academic calendar in line with the, the sub-regional uh, timetable or what we are used to. And um, what a stakeholder 
the last thing I think that would for would wish for is any disruption that further, you know, take us away from actually making gains so that in the next two or three years we are able to start economic year in September. So yes, the main uh, the main issue is about the impact on economic and apart from that VCs are the corner we are all aware. Um, not only that, WASI is also um, a month away. So both BC and WASI are actually uh, um, at the corner. And uh, having a strong strike, uh, or having a strike at this time, um, can affect the conduct because WAE relies on teachers as invigilators at all the examination centers. So it will be impossible to have WASI and BC see the posture of the teacher unions the four of them have come together essentially and in some cases they are saying they've even sent a task force to ensure that the strike is adhered to and when you listen to the government where do you think this is heading well um well i think that there must be a negotiation have started there must be negotiation because yes government is saying they don't have but we don't have cash. It's not, it's not part of negotiation. Government will require close to a billion messages to to provide the 20% allowance for all uh, staff of the genius. And that is that is huge money, you know, uh, bearing in mind the liquidity issues uh, and the physical space available, which is very constricted. But I think that uh, in view of the issues I mentioned earlier, the need to preserve the, the the integrity of our academic calendar, which is already which is already uh, um, having some some challenges, and the upcoming BC, and even and thirdly, you know the fact that we are still not fully recovered, we are still not fully recovered from the learning loss that vocation uh, um, the two the nine month closure of schools, um, having all these things at the back of our mind, it's very very important for government to make a counter offer to the 20% a demand that the teacher union has made. Then it gives them confidence that at least what we have been yearning to discuss with government since February, for which we've not even had the opportunity to engage, is now receiving a level of attention. If the dialogue, a dialogue, you know, leads to an acquiescence of, let's say, 10%, over, over 10%, that's fine. I think that there must be a win-win situation because we all appreciate the economic condition we find ourselves in. But also, we equally appreciate the fact that um, organized labor or, for example, teacher salary is hugely eroded by the impact of um, 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 weekly, uh, increasing weekly inflation. You know, so when it obviously the way forward, teachers should also be ready to sacrifice. You will not get 20%, but if they you halfway, um, that should be a, I mean, you know. So, uh, so you are uh, suggesting that the entrenched position of we don't have money 
or we want 20% at all costs will not work. At the end of the day, something must give on both sides. I don't think there's an intention of we want 20% at all costs. <clears throat> it, it, it's a fair proposal that was made as far back as February. Okay. If it was submitted to some level of dialogue, we would have gotten to some point of a win-win by now. But we've now started and held only one. And so the response from Adara side was that we don't have the mandate and then there's no money. So for so far as I'm concerned, the negotiation hasn't started. That rather is the intent position, perhaps, if it's the mm. intent. But once a counter or a proposal or offer is made by the employer, I, I think that we won't be discussing entrance. I believe that the employer is committed politically to ensuring that the academic year, um, the integrity of the academic calendar is, uh, is maintained, was is BC is not disrupted, and their, employ, their employees um, have, are motivated to teach. I also believe that the teachers have the, the political will um, and, and the commitment to return to the classroom because they are virtually emotionally attached to the people that is preparing all this well for examination. You know, and, and and for the future, and so they want to return to the classroom. So, what is left of this um, a, a discussion that will lead to a win-win by all parties? Mm. If the strike prolongs, is there any interim arrangement that can keep students studying? I noticed some school administrators trying to invigilate mock and and that type of thing. Do these yes. things usually work, or we definitely are teachers looking at the way the schools are structured? There can be interim measures. In, well, if, let's, let's, let's address this differently. In senior high schools, there can be interim measures to have um, to have students remain in school and then um, prepare for what Most even teachers may not be able to teach. You have we have two categories of teachers in senior high schools. Some of them are teaching assistants, more or less. Those who were teaching under the previous NAPCO model. They are not genius teachers, but then they are assistants in the schools. Some of them are also non-teaching assistants. They work in the kitchen and other departments in the schools. So because they are not NAP members, you know, they will be available you know, to hold the fort, uh, including perhaps one or two headmasters who definitely, you know, whatever is a strike, there's always a, a skeletal uh, staff for such essential services so that you don't have to close down the school just because of that. So something can happen in, the, in, in, in that regard you know, in our senior high school. But there won't be any teaching, you know. In the basic schools, also, there are national service tests. There are national service tests in some basic schools. I think about 8,000 or so the last time I checked. There are some national service tests in some basic schools. And so these are the teachers that are available um, to support. But obviously, you will find that in a school of nine classes from kindergarten, in a school of 12 classes from kindergarten, one to school three, um, in classes, you 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 are not going to find more than two national service persons there. Sometimes one, you know, and more especially in urban schools, you may not even find one. Most of them are put at rural schools. So yes, in some communities, for the fourth, to for just a classroom, it will it will still be difficult. Imagine being a national service person teaching in local school, and then you want to go to school even when your headmaster has locked the school or it's gone. So you know the environment will not even make it. You know, um, conducive for the national service person who is not a staff of genius to be the only person available in class teaching. In any case, I just returned uh, from the uh, northern part of the country. Uh, they are not they are not going to school. So even if you're an NSS person, you have made yourself in a class, you will not have students to teach. Of course. Why are they Why are they not going to school? 
Uh, in the second day, yeah, because teachers were not there. First day, the communication came late. Okay. I'm talking about basic schools. Communication came late, so some of them came to school. The first day after the announcement. But the second day, they were not in school because there's no one to uh, take care of the kids. Don't forget that in some part of the country, the school is not just a place for learning, but it's a safe haven. Because parents will go to work, they will go to the farm, you know, they will, and then, so the school is seen as a place where it is safe for students to be, protect them from, you know, the dangers of society, exposure to sexual and domestic violence, and all other things. But if the school environment, if the teacher who is key in making that building a school environment and a safe one as such, it's not available. Then you expect that students will not even go there, neither around. They won't be allowed to go. So, um, and that's more the reason why I think this strike should end because it's not just for academic purposes, but the school, the safe haven for such students. Finally, let me indicate that now schools are schools, schools are closed now. School feeding cafes are not cooking. They can't cook for anyone. There are children whose square meal a day is only accessible on the basis of the school feeding program. So not going to school means that they will lack square meal a day. It will, it, will, it will affect their nutritional level. And even though government is ready to provide a meal, then it's not available and the meal is not, you know, cannot be prepared. So there are various dimensions of the strike. Mm. The reason why we hope that by next week we should hear. All right. uh, F- finally, <clears throat> finally, we've been talking about Bishop Herman College and there are challenges with infrastructure. So their main house, House 1, needs renovation and it's been a tango for years. Today, one newspaper came up with a report about how over 2,000 students depend on only two major toilet facilities and some of the students have to defecate in the bush. Now, if this is a Category 1 school in the in Pando going through such challenges, I don't know the last time you did an audit of the infrastructure in some of our schools. How bad is the situation? I think the situation normally is relatively better in our senior high schools because of the infrastructure upgrade that have been taking place massively between 2018 and now. Um, but it depends on the kind of projects being undertaken. Uh, but I know that there are over 800 projects taking place. Most of them are projects aimed at uh, enhancing access and expanding classrooms and dormitories and then and, and then providing STEM facilities. I don't understand to which the provision of wash facilities are time. But in our uh, medium term is report, um, generally about 30% Fifty-five percent of our schools um, did not have um, um, conducive single-sex um, toilet facilities, and uh, especially um, in this and then in senior high schools. And so, uh, if if Mr. Herman has won by the deplorable state, um, for me within the particular sector, it's an issue because that is a category B or so for a, um, a senior high school. That is why it is an issue. But within the context of pre-tertiary sector, about 30% of schools do not have uh, access to single-sex facilities. Um, and, and even those that have access to them, you will find, you know, if you go to the basic school in the, in the Zanzibutatale area and other schools that we did a training to process of, you realize that even though it exists, it's very, very deplorable and inhumane. So um, it is one area that I know that there are various interventions, especially from the civil society part of the uh, education uh, sector, uh, to enhance sanitation, water, and sanitation hygiene facilities. But I think that we need to be intentional uh, in, in having a plan that ensures that, you know, 
one, no new school or no school is constructed without a full component of single-sex toilet facilities, you know, for boys and girls. And then two, um, an intentional plan to to conduct an audit in all senior high schools and existing basic schools um, of their uh, wash facilities and then have an upgrade because these are issues that affect the school, the school environment. If the school environment is not safe within the context of water and sanitation and hygiene. Um, students will not feel much safer and not not feel much safe, and then will not enjoy the school environment. It affects their teaching and learning. All right, thank you very much, Kofi Asari, for your insight. He is the executive director of the Africa Education Watch. The striking teachers and government must meet each other halfway. That's the recommendation. Still on the City Breakfast Show, we'll read some of your comments. Strike action by teachers. Poor infrastructure at Biheko. But there's another education angle I wanted to bring, the textbook, but we'll take a break and come back to that. Today is a whole education thing. We started off by talking about why the uh, GET Fund and the Scholarship Secretariat need to change their approach in scholarships. Now, somebody from the GMPC said to me that the policy had changed because in the past we were given lots of scholarships to people to study abroad, but now it's only about 40 or 50. Majority of the scholarships are domestic. So they're saying... The scholarships are now heavily tilted towards. Yes. So let Ghanaian me let unis. me read the message. The person said. What are the numbers? So GNPC sponsored for local universities started in 2017. Yeah, yeah. It was KKSAP's initiative. Mm-hmm. Before then, they only sponsored students to study abroad. Okay. Now they do 30 to 60 abroad and 1,000 for Ghanaian universities. Oh, okay. So that seems like a switch. That's a, that's a switch. But we also need to look at the ratio of money. So a thousand Ghana, 30 60 abroad. What's the ratio? In terms okay. of the money. The money, yeah. Because thirty abroad can be more expensive. So if, you are paying, here. if you are paying thirty thousand dollars for one person and mm-hmm. then maybe you are giving five thousand for thousand. Yeah. So there has to be That's what we are saying. We want the money. I mean, to I stay here. It should be a, it should, so this one is, it should be a policy <coughs> shift. Mm-hmm. This the government of Ghana must come up with a policy to say Ghanaian universities should get the chunk of the scholarships available from state institutions. Yeah. But you see, in, in the face of some of these challenges, it's amazing how um, some some places are able to quickly go through, see mm. the sense in the policy shift. You know, the other time we were discussing the cassava issue. Mm-hmm. And I, said, I sent you the link about oh God. what Cote mm-hmm. just said, look, this wheat export is killing us. Charlie Cassava, let's go. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. In fact, let me read the story, Seth. You know, it, it comes back to how in Ghana we, disc- we waste time. Yeah, actually, the heat the, 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 the heat do you, do you have the is killing us. Charlie, the follow let's go. through, our, our sense of the follow through, it's, it's almost. And the story is by Christoph Kofi. What does he say? Ivory Coast ice cassava for its bread as sweet package serve, sweet prices surge. As sweet prices are driven upwards by the war in Ukraine, bakers in uh, Ivory Coast are starting to use locally produced cassava flour to bake bread. The baguette. The yep. stick of bread, which is much loved in the former French colonies, commonly seen as a benchmark of the cost of living. But Ivory Coast does not produce wheat domestically, instead importing up to a million tons of the grain per year, mainly from France. Mm. <laughs> oh, Africa. Surging wheat <laughs> prices have stoked concern about the impact in a country of 25 million, where the average wage is less than $400 a month, and which was shaken by a wave of violence less than two years ago. Mm-hmm. Both Ukraine and Russia are large wheat producers and lost harvest and other uncertainties have driven up prices of the global staple. 
In response, Ivorian authorities have pegged the price of a baguette. So they've decided that the price of bread should sell between 15, 150 and 200 sefa. Mm. That's about 0.25 to $0.30, depending on weight. Channeling subsidies worth 6.4 billion CFA francs, or about $10 million, to the country's 2,500 bakeries. You see? So they've sent, they've sent a subsidy to the bakeries. Yes, because they're not bread. You see? Okay, the question I ask is, if, okay, if you understand. In Ghana, do, do you know how many bakeries there are? I don't know. Which and ministry will even tell you? I don't know. In French, a, a Frenchman, what are you saying? No, I was just, you mentioned bread, and I was just saying that, I mean, it's a key part of a lot of the things we do in, in Africa, really, you know. But they have managed to give for, subsidies to yes, their bakers, yes. and they've pegged the price, price yeah, of bread between 150 and 200 sefa, and they have also, uh, so bakers with the government support, so this is what they are doing. Government has supported the bakers in Cote d'Ivoire, and they are um, supporting... They are starting to substitute a small portion of wheat flour with yeah. flour from cassava. We started this earlier. Mm. But people say the uh, cassava no nice. Mm. I interviewed the bread boutique yes. man. He said yeah. when they started the cassava, people say they don't like it. Yeah. Ghanaians say they don't like it. They like the wheat. Yeah. So, so the story says, bakers with the government support are also starting to substitute a small portion of wheat flour with flour from cassava. And this, this story is obviously not written for Africans. A root vegetable. <laughs> we don't know. Cassava, also called manioc, manioc. is Africa's second largest crop after yam. With 6.4 million tons produced each year. Yeah. Now, the cassava no- substitution plan ticks the boxes for economy and sustainability. But what do Ivorians think? Huh. Everything has become expensive in the market. Yes. Said Horonin Kwami, a food vendor in Abidjan's Blockhouse District, who was cooking pancakes made of wheat mixed with coconut flour. If we can make bread with local cassava flour, it will be better. People are willing to eat local product. Aha, the National I- Consumers Confederation has thrown in support behind the cassava substitute. It will provide a stimulus for manioc producers and maintain the price of bread, said its president, Jean-Baptiste Kofi. But image and taste are important and some bakers are cautious. It's not a done deal, said René Dibi, a baker. For Ivorians, bread made with cassava is associated with poor quality bread. Consumers will have to be made aware of these new flavors. Mm-hmm. The authorities will have to run a promotional campaign. Cassava is a high, it's it's high, high in starch and it's a good source of dietary fiber. But high proportion of cassava flour lower the mineral and protein content in bread, bread. compared to traditional wheat, a 2014 study in Nigeria found. Financially, even using just a small portion of cassava flour will provide the government with some relief. Last year, 10% of the national budget of around $16 billion was spent on food imports. Despite... Country's uh, fertile soil. Oh. Rani Didis Bakone, mm-hmm. executive secretary of the state-run National Council for the Fight Against High Cost of Living. CNLCV mm. says it is time to unlock oh, Cote d'Ivoire's rich agricultural potential. She said, quote, it's a question of thinking long term about our food security. It's a question of thinking about how Cote d'Ivoire will, will ensure it is less dependent on world prices. Now, during a visit to a cassava flour processing plant in Abidjan, mm-hmm. she called for immediate measures to increase the supply of local flours mm. in addition to subsidies for the wheat sector. <laughs> Concerns in West Africa about dependence on imported wheat are not confined to only Cote d'Ivoire. On uh, July 19, mm-hmm. bakers from across West Africa will meet in Dakar. I hope where people are going to launch an association to lobby for setting a regional benchmark of up to 15% of local content in bread products. Mm-hmm. Using uh, local products in bread could solve food crisis, said uh, Marius uh, Mario Abe Ake 
who leads a baker's association. Hmm. We need to Africanize baking to help lower manufacturing costs, fight poverty, and avoid damaging unrest. Now, Cote has had a history of turbulence. In 2020, scores died in pre-election violence, an episode that revived traumatic memories of a brief civil conflict in 2011, in which several thousand people were killed. And in 2008, routes broke out when the cost of rice, milk, and meat soared. We need to learn how to solve our problems. That's the main message. Uh, let's take a short break. We'll be yes. right back. This is City Breakfast Show. Stay with us. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. So we're talking education this morning. We had a quick detour into the situation with bread. Ivory Coast authorities are giving subsidies to bakers and urging them to increase the cassava flour content in their bread. Well, Ghana tried this, and I'm told by some of the bakers that people didn't really like the cassava component. Mm. But I'm told that there are some bakers that still do it, mm. and it's it not more. reduce the quality of the bread at all. Well, let me give some messages. Um, mm-hmm. Ike Kweku says, uh, guys, those students are also workers who pay their taxes to the government. Mm-hmm. I think we should push the government to solve the vehicle issues and not mention names of old students. Mm-hmm. Rather, mention names of the district and regional directors of education. Okay. Uh, Nando has an interesting perspective, says, VHS challenges are beyond the old boys. Mm. You don't deliberately run down the school and expect it to stand. Mm. When we're in BHQ, because that hosted 12 people are now hosting 30 people plus. <laughs> The population has mm. quadrupled without the commensurate infrastructure development. If BH was in Accra, any of the urban centers, I am not sure they would have watched it run aground Bishop, like Bandu that. It's not in a village. Pando is not. Pando is an urban center. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what you are saying. That <laughs> if it was in an urban center. Uh, Edmund Abbeve says, if you describe Bishop Herman as in a terrible condition, what should you say about O'Reilly? Ask uh, Kelekuda for more insight. Mm. Talk about O'Reilly too. The situation is what, pathetic. Yeah. 
Um, well, there are those who have also suggested that uh, normally the vehicle situation gets out of hand when perhaps the old students and the headmaster don't get along. Mm. Because that means that the old students don't they halt mm-hmm. support to the school. Mm. I don't know about that, mm-hmm. but there are those who also hold that position. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are the messages that have come to you okay. on Twitter. Let's get someone to WhatsApp as well. Yep, this one says, I'm happy you guys are discussing issues concerning scholarship, mm-hmm. secretariat sponsorship of students in private unis. Mm-hmm. The fact is that they actually sponsor a few students in some private unis, but it takes them forever to pay their fees. Mm-hmm. I'm a finance officer of a private uni. We have about 95 students on scholarship, secretariat sponsorship. Mm-hmm. But as I type this, we are about to end the 2021-2022 academic year and the Secretariat has not paid even a peswa oh, on behalf of any other students. In short, the Secretariat owes my university 285,000 CDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some private units are not able to pay their staff uh, for about three months now because of this. This one says, uh, Brock Ventures is a big-time civil contractor and an old student of Bishop Herman. <laughs> he should be made to go and fix the block. Mm. All right, this one says, beyond the current inflation eroding the earnings of teachers and everyone else, mm-hmm. in our opinion, the real, the real issue is the, gro- is, uh, the unhealthy disproportionate salaries. Mm. Comparisons between, say, the president and teachers or MPs and doctors. Mm-hmm. The countries that have developed don't have these weird proportions. Mm-hmm. Until that fundamental issue is addressed, there will be so much unrest mm. in the country and it will get worse. Hmm. This one says, come to think of it, a whole institution of human beings without a toilet facility? Sometimes it boils down to negligence, carelessness, and selfishness. Did the contractors of the school facility take into perspective the mm. need for students to use the toilets and washrooms? Mm. It's crazy how things are done in the country. Okay. Mm-hmm. This one says, only yesterday morning, I was less busy and I decided to watch VOA on City TV. Zimbabwe is doing a similar thing in wholesale, using plantain flour for bread, cake, etc. Looks like we are really joking here. Mm -hmm. Last week, you interviewed a man from the CSR and he said they had passed that stage already. So why can't we push for the mass production and implementation of a policy Mm. on cassava So the technology is there, but I don't know the implementation and where it's gone so Mm. far. Okay. All right, this one says, it's true scholarships are being sold. A good friend of mine paid over 60K for the UK scholarship. Huh? They tell you your monthly allowance can offset that. So if you don't pay, they won't give it to you. What about the allowance? Let they send you monthly allowance in addition to the the scholarship for the school fees itself. Right. Yeah, but how much is the monthly allowance? I don't know. Sixty k, Bernard. Charlie, the corruption is serious. Oh, sixty k will pay for top quality education somewhere here. I'm telling you. And if you pay that and go to the UK and go and be begging for scholarship secretary to send you money. Hey, okay. This one says, I think the situation at Bishop Herman is far better. Mm. Come to O'Reilly and see, number two is being done in the uncompleted buildings which is used as classrooms due to inadequate infrastructural problems. As if our school is not part of Ghanaian schools. Hmm. 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 Alright. Your suggestion on the scholarship for more Ghanaian units is excellent. But the problem is that we don't have the facilities to do the needed research that can bring us the development we need. I work in one of the two research institutions in Ghana and I tell you that I tell you those of us who decided to come back home after getting foreign scholarships are regretting it because there's virtually nothing to work with. Oh Lord. Also the difference between us and our colleagues who did their postgrad studies here is clear due to the fact that they didn't get some of the needed facility and study tools. 
Eberhamson from Inkra Kain says, even the laptops for primary school teachers, which we paid for about eight months ago, 10 beans. Charlie. And then my friend, um, also Ajingo says, Bernard, the brochure education is not only about classroom. It really gives us exposure and exposes us to the standards of the world through interactions with other nationals. Mm. All right, more comments coming before we go there. If you're looking for a home that does not compromise on quality and style, quality or quality as the perfect home for you, call zero two seven seven eight nine zero triple zero to book a viewing of the pristine garden homes located at Sakumono Community 14 next to the Celebrity Golf Club or go to callreality.com for more information. The all-new Ghana Pay mobile money service is landed. You can now send and receive money at zero transaction fee, pay bills, buy airtime and data, transfer money to and from your bank account and do so much more your way. Register for Ghana Pay by downloading the Ghana Pay app from the Play Store or the App Store. You can also register by dialing star 707 and visit any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. Ghana Pay transaction via a free. You only pay e-levy. Ghana Pay your money your way. Ghana Pay is a Gibson Ghana Association of Banks collaboration. Get ready to experience trucks and buses. You can trust CFAO Ghana and now the sole agent for Mercedes-Benz trucks and buses. And also Fuso Trucks, if you are into fuel transportation, general cargo, personal transport, construction and public works, don't miss this chance to experience superior trucks that will not only increase your business productivity but save you money. Tour began in uh, Tema on the 21st of June. It's gone through the country, Takradi, Takwa, Obuasi, Kumasi, Sunyani, Techiman and Tamale. It's now headed towards Tema and that's the 7th of July, which happens to be tomorrow. What's today is it? Today seven. So actually it's today. So the tour will climax with an open house at the Tema Showroom today. Come and find out more about our amazing maintenance packages, our care policy and financing solutions to help you in- purchase a truck from us. Call us on 0501-509-868 or 0202-221-422. A few more of your comments on uh, just all the things we've been talking about this morning. Okay, this one says, I like the topic being discussed. The same thing can be said about Nandom Senior High School, okay, aka University of the North. Mm-hmm. This was a purely Catholic school run by the FIC brothers. Campus layout superb, academic outstanding. Now, almost all that nice infrastructure has deteriorated. The school is in a sorry state and is crying for help. However, this school produced many illustrious sons who are in all faces of Ghanaian life. I wouldn't want to mention names, but the Nasobes know themselves. Their alma mater is calling out to them. But, uh, you haven't answered my question, no. Which one? Which agency in Ghana oversees bakeries? Which agency in Ghana oversees bakeries? Because the Cote d'Ivoire government just gave a subsidy to 2,500 bakeries. And apparently, they know their number. Mm. How many bakeries are in Ghana? Which agency in Ghana oversees them? Who, who checks their quality? Who is in charge of their welfare? Let me see. You get the argument. The Ivorian government has has identified two thousand five hundred bakeries, sent them subsidies, and asked them to increase the cassava quota in bread. So in Ghana, who is in charge of bakeries? Please listeners, if you know, let me know. Read more comments. I don't know which agency in Ghana oversees bakeries. 
All right, Nyatepe from Keta. Nyatepe. Nyatepe from mm. Keta says the problems of SHSs are huge. Mm. School authorities are scared of victimization, so mm. they are not speaking up. Mm. Nothing is working in the second cycle schools. Mm. And he says we should conduct our own investigations to see what mm-hmm. he's talking about. Okay. Uncle Nick in Suhum mm. says teachers, most teachers have not received their paid for laptops, and it's mm. over eight months. <laughs> They don't receive it. I don't know what they say. It's 10 bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. This one says, Bishop Hermon College has always been a training camp. Never a, a secondary school. All these problems were there when I gained admission into Bishop Hermon in 2002. Oh. Yeah. It says, I, I also did number two in the bush. And my clique and I had a code name for it. Called it Alukuza. <laughs> <laughs> This is oh terrible. Lord. This is this is so bad. This is so 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 bad. <laughs> All right. Oh, Bishop Emma. All right. This one is a slightly different message. Mm-hmm. It says I'm currently at the Ghana Water Company Limited Teshi District Office. What's mm-hmm. happening? You won't believe they are having a meeting, so there is no cashier or receptionist to attend to us. Mm. We sit here and we wait, not knowing when they will end the meeting to enable us pay our bills and file reports. Oh, the security man can't tell when the meeting will come to an end, and I've been here since 8 a.m. And they are wasting your vulnerable time. What killed me? Um, a long time ago, I had this experience at mm-hmm. one of the banks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at the time it was GCB. Let me mm-hmm. just say it out there. This is this a very long time ago. You mm-hmm. know, golf house. Yeah, 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 yeah. We go and receive money there yes. if you are doing your service on campus. Yes. So, <laughs> Charlie, the money has come. Man is hot. I was looking for money. I was looking for money, so I go there, and the teller has shown up. It's eight. I got there pretty early, so mm-hmm. everything is there. Mm-hmm. Charlie, some bonsoir pain. What's that? Big cup. Bread and tea and tea. Now in the chop, in the chop. Wait till he say Charlie. This one new tea new year. Sana we use kalama. And she was drinking the tea Charlie, in the in the booth in the booth Charlie. with bread with bread. Back then, <laughs> so people were sitting down Charlie, waiting. waiting quietly. Charlie, it's like we and talk to you. Yeah. Don't get your money. Oh, God. <laughs> we thank God for entry of new bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we saw her before. I remember for those days, my mother was at Medina Post Office. When you go to, and usually she was, her bank was GCB Medina. Charlie, the queue. Sometimes the queue, eh, on Friday, the queue, they go to outside. But even the GCB that was opposite the University of Ghana, remember there's a bank oh my God. across us, opposite the police station. Charlie, mm-hmm. Charlie, had this great, this, uh, very, it was very old, old architecture. Building. Yeah. The but queue. That Friday, or when a month ended, and Charlie, 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 you can, the queue goes down to outside. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. When, 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 when I was um, at the institute, right? mm. when I was at the Institute of Languages, and I had to get paid, I had Charlie. to go take my money GCB. at Charlie. Charlie. So it's like the one at Circle. Yay! But you know, the queue for outside. Your money just hits your account, Momo. Just pull it. <laughs> Pull your money. Right. More messages. More comments. Yeah, more comments. By the way, we are not in this program absolving government officials oh, no, or no, 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 no. GES or ministry. We are basically calling those we know. I really don't know the name of the voter regional education um, director. Director. So I can, if you are listening, send it to me. And the other officials concerned with this very sad situation. It's, it's extremely no, the, 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 the truth also is mm-hmm. a lot of schools would have found themselves in that state but for the largest the of, of old boys. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, no, all students, not mm-hmm. students, yes, both boys and girls. I'm using it in a general Yes, sense. like of all students, mm-hmm. do you understand? So, yeah. in as much as we, we, we will push the government to do what it has to do, if you leave it to the government, the school will die. It's true. But the government should be responsible for some of these schools. This is, this issue has been highlighted for so long. They, they don't send the money there. Why not? Bernard, three years, textbook. You said textbook. Three years. What textbook that we will use to learn. The textbook that they will teach with, you no, know, it's taking three years. And we are praising ourselves for the fact that the late publication is on time. And the fact that they are delivering 50%. Yes, mm-hmm. it's on time. Teachers but have three years late. Laptops they've paid for she eight months at, after. You look at the BNS uh, front page. The minister has only a book like this. He made the front page or back oh, page of every paper that appeared today. Printing that is three years late. It's three years late. Look, Bernard, just messages. People are just telling us laptops they've paid for. Those laptops, eight months down the line. The curriculum is that it says it's impressed. It's appointed time and it's it's terrible. You are saying it's that bad. Eh? It is that bad. But Caleb, why have you done it on your old format? Well, I think he has. I think he hasn't done it. Come, come, no, come. I want to hear because Caleb, they are told. I'm told O'Reilly is probably worse than Bishop Emma. Oh, man, you see, Fred said I should call the Bishop Emma headmaster, and I said I won't call him. <laughs> the only one who has the number, I didn't call him. Why? Because the O'Reilly one, we have not said it. <laughs> but why didn't you do a report on it? True. I have done this. What was the last time you report on this? This was March 2019. Ah, my brother. Relax. March 2019. Relax. Okay. It has even deteriorated further. Have you done a report? When it rains, squared here is bad. No, I'm asking you. You have a big platform. You are one of Ghana's leaders. But when you do reports, they tell you, oh, why the old students? What are they doing? Can't call him. So you've been trying to do something. The guy who wrote the uncle story is a Biako old boy. Yes. Desmond Ago went to Biheko to do a story. GBC went to Biheko to do a story. So it's getting coverage. I'm sure if we keep pushing, they'll get some help. But I haven't heard anything about O'Reilly for the past. Yeah, do you know that even when you go to do reports, it, it, it makes things worse? Why? Because then they try to silence the people in their schools. They ask them how come they gave you access to the school, even as all students. It's yes, a yeah, but I'm sure that sometimes, like the Biheko story, somehow they've managed to break that. So now they allow me okay. into the school. Okay, Bernard, so how, what is the situation in O'Reilly? Bernard, O'Reilly? there is a shed that the students eat under. Mm-hmm. It has broken. Where is the school, by the way? The school is in uh, uh, Opegono. This is uh, Manet, Tishi Manet. So just that area. from here? Yes, yeah, Adabaka. Opegono. And Opegono. Uh, the, the school, they eat, they eat under a shed. The shed has broken. It's broken okay. down. When it rains, access routes to the place terrible. The, is there the a boarding school? They have boarding facilities. The, they have very limited science um, facilities. Their science lab is in a decrepit state. Is that a public school or a private school? It's a public school, Bernard. That's the school you attended? Yes. There are four uncompleted buildings. Get fund funded. Some th- They're just there. Are these classrooms or dormitories? These are um, classrooms, science um, blocks, and essentially Four classrooms. Un- uncompleted. Yeah. Do you know how many students go to that school? There are more than 2,000. Are you serious? Yes. More than 2,000. And they sit 
there is no assembly hall, so they sit in the open space. The the rally has no assembly hall. No, not one. Hey, not a decent one. When I went there, thousand students. They have boarding facilities or the students live in private hostels. So they have a boarding facility, one boarding facility for girls, another for boys. When I went there recently, the the they have even the teachers have even converted a toilet into an office where they sit. I was shocked. They I thought converted. it was a joke. They have converted a toilet yes. into an office. Because there were books. When I checked uh, um, behind the books and I saw the toilet seat and things, it was so sloppy. It was disgusting. And, 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 and the education they? minister knows, the deputy knows. They've been there recently when they wanted the teachers to accept the laptop thing. They until there. they were there. And but the headmistress has been take, transferred. Take, take your time. I'm okay. trying to be there. So let's take it one by one. So you said the head education minister and deputy were there recently. Yes. When they went, did their teacher explain to them the problem? They know. Do you know what assurances were given? Up to now, nothing has changed, so we don't know. Wow. But uh, the headmistress was transferred. At the time I went there, it was more than three months since she left. There was not a substantive head sent there. Well, are you saying the transfer was occasioned by the... No, no, no. I don't think just, so. Just I don't transfer. think so. And the there are almost 2,000 students in the yes, school? Yes, there are many. And it's a very old school. So they don't do that? They don't have Started an assembly hall? Started in August 1925. Oh, there's no assembly hall. Oh, 1925? Oh, Bernard. It's an old school. Oh, 1925? When I was saying the last time, girlfriend was nothing. It means steadfast, but this steadfast, it is too much. 1925. That's, that's, wow. Do you have old students' union? Bernard, we've been talking. What have you guys been saying? We've been talking on the page. The, on pages, they have water issues, so we've been trying to sink boreholes here and there, doing other things. Some part of the school has been un- encroached. When you go there, it's a heartbreaking scenario. Who and give them that, that land? There was an there was first the government did okay so there was a private school basic school then so when they won the court case that school was handed over to Riley Senior School so it's one of the classrooms that the school uses and then Brigadier General Nunu Mensa came to build a six unit classroom block that is also part but is that old boy. No, no, he's not. He just did that out of goodwill. If you look at where the visual arts students study, it's some um, wooden thing, and the the the. And and not not the oh, it's a very prime area. This is very uh, close to um, Palace Mall. Okay. Palace Mall. Wow, this is this is interesting. So maybe you should go back and do another report. When they sit on plastic chairs to write exams, plastic chairs instead of desks. Yes. But what what do you use for tables? Is it plastic tables as well? Some wooden thing, then they put it across the the, the plastic. Chair. So this is a government school. It's a government school. O'Reilly. O'Reilly is. O'Reilly SHS. Somebody has sent a message. You listen to this message. Mm-hmm. See. It says, O'Reilly is located in Okpegono, and what is happening here is terrible. I live next to the school. Mm-hmm. I can see the campus when I'm standing on my balcony. Says uh, the area behind the school is okay. The school park is bushy, and number two is done next to the park. Ah. Charlie, secondary school. Now, when you see there are some of the teachers doing live open there. defecation in 2022 in Accra, when they come, what does you expect them to do? Secondary school students doing open defecation in Accra. But at the act which year we moved, yeah. we moved in 2012. That was when so, I graduated in Adabaka. So 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Secondary school students do open defecation. 
next to a school park at Okoigono. Most wow. of the teachers have sought transfer because of the working conditions. It's, it's not good. So they want to leave? Yeah. Mm. Many of the finest teachers since where they have left. I'm told that the voter regional education director is called Gabriel Polanyi. <laughs> Gabriel Polanyi. The are telling me, Bernard, it's a myriad of problems we have at Biheko. As uh, old students, we are doing our best, but there's room to do more. As for GES and the Ministry of Education, they just don't care. Ben, ben, I know my okay, one, the Ghana Standards Authority is the one responsible for standards in the country, including bakeries. Now, I'm talking about a regulator. Which agency, if government wants to meet all bakers in Ghana today? It's the bakers association. Associa- yes, an association. Yes, okay. So, if, if bakers association goes on strike, which government agency will meet them? Labor. Really? <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> I'm just asking. I don't I'm know. I'm trying to just check whether but we are. It's an association. 
Yeah, I don't know if it used it, to be it, four separate it, associations it, who have merged. It's voluntary. Yes. So, see, what I'm saying is that the association may not be the best. The issue will arise when the association is asked to present a list of bakeries to receive the subsidy that the government is giving. Then somebody will come and tell you that I'm a baker. Why didn't you why give didn't me? You or why did you do this and not do that? Good morning, Bernard. The wash situation in our schools is nothing to write home about. 26% of basic public schools do not have a toilet. And 25% of basic public schools do not have water facility. This is from a WASH technical specialist with World Vision and chairman of the coalition of NGOs in water and sanitation, Konewas. It's called Yao Atahin. Maybe when I come back, I'll talk to Ata if he has time. Yeah. Uh, Kali, maybe you should call him for me. He's telling me that a quarter of basic schools have neither toilets nor um, uh, water facilities. Take a short break and come back and deal with that. But why rent when you can buy your two or three or four bedroom affordable luxury homes located at Tema Community 25. Get a whopping 15% discount if you reserve uh, before 23rd July. And see how your property can appreciate. You can also deposit 5,000 cities to reserve Adodowa Hills or Prampram Beach plots and spread the balance between a year pay with exchange of executive car for our land or houses. Hey. Enjoy special facilities such as electricity, security, swimming pool, shopping center, gym and fitness center and asphalted inner roads. Call 540 or visit selmacourtgh.com for more information. Cocoa milk is dairy-free, lactose-free, cholesterol-free, GMO-free and soya-free. It's also 100% vegan. It's delicious, creamy, perfect in smoothies, shakes, cereals, tea, coffee, gary soakings, etc. And rich with nine key vitamins and minerals to boost daily immune system. Good for soft sport people, lactated and pregnant women, toddlers and elderly. Six exciting variants, Cocoa Original, Unsweetened, Cocoa Super, Cocoa Life, Cocoa Barista and Cocoa Chocolate. It's approved by the Vegan Society, UK and FDA. For inquiries, call 0274-440180 or visit our Facebook page at Coco Diary Free GH. Now, when you buy anything, it has to be the very best. That's why Diamond's 42.5-hour grade cement is the highest quality on the market. They also have the 32.5-hour grade, and that means there's great value for your pockets. You can find Diamond Cement, and, and their factories are Plawe, Takadi, and Buipe. And you can call them 0244-313-368-0540-1119780-2020-2021175. Diamond Cement still hard as a diamond. More information on bakeries. I'm told the Ghana... National Indigenous Flower Users Association is a merging of the Ghana National Bakers Association, Indigenous Bakers Association, and Flower Users. But as for the agency, I don't know. So who checks the standard of bread that we buy? Is is there a random mystery shopping to check whether even the bread is of good quality? Uh, That's interesting. Because this is food, right? So is it Food and Drugs Authority? It's supposed to be. I don't know. But there's something I also noticed, speaking of the schools, Bernard. um, I've picked this up as a trend based on doing the newspaper reviews with you over the past Mm -hmm. two or three years, right? Mm Any time it rains Mm -hmm. and there's a story of a roof ripped off, Mm -hmm. it's a secondary school. Mm -hmm. Today, if Mm -hmm. we take the paper, and it's rained somewhere, and there's a report of a roof ripped off. 
it's a secondary school. So your point is that a lot of secondary schools are in an no, the, the, construction, the, the, the construction, the quality, the quality of the constructions of some of the buildings is a problem because mm. some of the reports we've done are new buildings. Yeah, they are not old buildings. This is all over the country. But as soon, yeah, all over the country. Like you can do a random search, roof ripped off school. It has we, to be a secondary it school. It should be a secondary, like somewhere. Let's check and see if the list can be produced. Sometimes you need to establish the trend to make oh, a case. Bernard, I've just told you. Like even today, let me. I'll find. Oh, even today, just one. Oh, I'll find your story. Just roof ripped up. We'll take a short break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. We had to walk just to make it to the door Only to be told we were too late How many picket lines we crossed Just to get back off the floor Then we fall back in the same old game But it made me realize To see the line and train The shadows of the hand That always pulled the strings For those who understand the beginning, see the end. Guess who is rising again? Me again, knocking on your door till all your walls come tumbling down. Me again, like Jericho before, Babylon walls come tumbling down, 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 down. Election promises have failed, those who spoke up have been jailed, yet we go about pretend we don't see. As I walk through shanty towns, got a joke with broken dreams, yeah, the trickle down don't come so far. But it made me recognize, they go to every lane, bend every wheel, till they can get all the way, but this time around, Just around Guess who is rising again Me again Knocking on your door Till all your walls Come tumbling down Me again Like Jericho before Babylon walls Come tumbling down Down, down, down Walls come tumbling down with the great Rocky Dawuni. Lots of comments. Behekans contributing to the discussion. Bakery issues. Bread. You know, I just wanted to say that of all the things we've discussed today, there are some things within our control. Never again should the African Union chairman travel to uh, 
Russia to go and beg Vladimir Putin to stop the war because we can't get flour. Africa has the most arable land in the world. We have all the rivers. It is a disgrace to depend on a small country called Ukraine for flour. It is an absolute disgrace. If even one third of African countries or one third of our arable land were properly deployed, we will not be depending on Ukraine for flour to eat bread. Eat what you grow and grow what you eat. I want to to end by saying something. I want to end by saying something. A country that cannot feed itself cannot ever say it is independent. A country that cannot feed itself can never say it's independent. You can be independent on paper. If you can't feed yourself, you are not independent. You can write an essay to disagree with me, but I've said it. Alright, uh, Ghana should get ready. Ghana is about to experience buses and trucks they can trust. CFAO Ghana is the sole agent for Mercedes-Benz trucks and also Fuso trucks. And today, there is an open house expo at the Tema showroom. Uh, go and find out more about the amazing maintenance packages, care policies, and financial solutions if you want to buy a truck from CFAO. They have a uh, hashtag CFAO truck tour. You can call 0501-509-868 or 0202-221-422 for more details. So that's all we have time for for today's edition. City Breakfast Show Thursday edition. My name is Bernard. I was here with uh, Godfrey and Nathan. I'm 